I have one question to ask Steven Spielberg if I ever meet him. Okay, what is it? It's just one very important question. What's the difference between DreamWorks and Amblin? Because I always thought that Amblin was his first company, and then with the introduction and creation of DreamWorks Pictures, he doesn't need Amblin because now his production company is DreamWorks. What's the point of having two? How? What's, why did Hammond send two teams? Teams! And I don't understand that. I'm trying to what's think the relationship? Amblin so that's why we need to ask him, Stephen. What's the difference between filming a movie and doing DreamWorks and doing Amblin? Because I'm I'm noticing Amblin showing up. I know that DreamWorks yeah, is going down the tubes. Showing up. But no, DreamWorks is bought out. I know, but that was Spielberg's company. Mm. Why is Amblin back? And I thought Amblin was just his little production company until they made DreamWorks, and so Amblin will just be dissolved into DreamWorks. I don't know. You have to ask a lawyer these questions. Yeah. Of utmost importance. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, it's Tuesday. No, it's not. It's um, Sunday. It's Sunday. Uh, this is a very, a very quickly, like, this is a podcast that just came in really quick before the other one. Yep. This isn't much of a special. I don't want to do any more. We have, like, two specials. It's a semi-special, we could say. Yeah. It's not, um, too, it's not too much of a, well, SummerSlam-ish, we could say. We could yep. say SummerSlam-ish. Not and completely SummerSlam, but to a degree. To degree. Now, I'm coming up later. I'm drawing we'll a find out. I'm drawing a, an American bison. Ah yes. The American bison. The great American bison. The official mammal now. The the official mammal of the United States. Yep. About it's true. time. It's true. Can't get any more American than M Bison. <laughs> M Bison. He's in Street Fighter. So what's going on? Well, uh we our previous high tech studio. Yep. And it, there, we don't have guests. No which guests. is the first for a while. Yep. Yep. Man, I think all of no, not all of them. But that's what we're doing because uh this year will be a little bit different because like uh, you know, we're not doing podcasts that often. For so. sure. So it's more specials and stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. Yep. Different uh drinks for different needs. Mm-hmm. As it were. <laughs> and I have one really cool thing to say about the night movie. What do you have to say? Um well, uh because I started the schedule. Yeah, uh, schedules my, good stuff. You know my personal work uh, ethic calendar schedule, right? Yeah, schedule it every day, which I'm ignoring today, which is bad. So I'm, mm, when, when I finish good. this, I have to work out. Me too. Mm, well, not work drink out. I work on and things. work on some some of the. I know I need to do things any, that I have to do that I have on well. my schedule. But part of that schedule is the night movie stuff. And guess what? Working on the uh, pitch video. That's very good, man. Remember we I talked recorded. About that. I recorded my. My dialogue already. Oh, good. Yeah, because uh, remember we talked about that. It's four doing, minutes and uh, thirty seconds now, but we can squish it down to three minutes. So I'm going to do the audio editing for it, which means doing the music, the scratch mm-hmm. music, and then I'll give it to you, and we'll try to make our own music based oh, yeah. on the music that I chose. We should do our music. And I already edited a little bit of the ending as well, so that's cool. So what's it now? Three, three and a half. Well, I'm going to have to go and edit it. To three okay. And a half. Well, I'll listen to it and I'll give some. Pointers. But it's going well. I should have done this a couple of months ago. I'm an idiot. See, Philip, you just need to start. Yeah. It's the difficulties to start. Well, I'm sorry, man, but... Uh, but that's a good idea. We're going to be doing every day some... Something. Uh, something regarding the night movie. Just so we have um, a consistent game plan. Because otherwise, you know... My Time bi- can fly. My biggest uh, problem is I... I emailed a bunch of people, zone, man. I get in the zone of not wanting to do uh, 
important things. Like me, getting in the zone of not wanting to work out now. Yeah, and then when you're in the zone, you kind of tell yourself, forget it, I'm already rock bottom. What's the difference? <laughs> What's the difference tomorrow, Man. today? So the key to that is obviously just keeping uh, a strict schedule in the sense of accomplishing a certain amount of things you need to accomplish uh, every day. So for me right now, I need to finish a lot of stuff regarding school and studying. Man, I, ha- I can't wait till you're done with that. Oh, it's me awesome. Uh, Crap. So basically, you know, uh, I have to do a certain amount of things every day. Um, otherwise, you know, it's super easy to just say, I'll do tomorrow, and then tomorrow comes. And it's gone, and it's gone. And the next day is gone again. It's not good stuff. So, yeah, schedules are good as long as you keep them. And this gets back into the whole, uh, you know, habit. Yes. Other questions we talked with Tim. Yep, we talked about that. So. Yeah, we hung out with Tim. We, they know. I know they, they know, know, but we can recap they, because uh, that's stuff to talk about. Okay. Yeah, we hung out with Tim and his wife, Emma. Always good times. Always. Uh, chilled out. Yeah, you heard it on the last podcast. <laughs> you sound like uh, the radio show guy from you oh, know the 1940s or the for 1920s or 30s. You mean the guy we heard? Today's forecast, it's a lovely blue weather outside. Back when they didn't know what to fill the air- radio airways with. <laughs> It was, today's a, a great day for things. <laughs> yeah. What kind right. of things? Things. So what do we do? What are you drawing, bison? I told you, the American bison, the great American Yeah, I know, but mammal. I didn't know you were drawing it. I just realized that now. <laughs> what do we do, Tim's? Well, many things. Care to share some of them? I care, yes. Yeah, come on! We went to an escape room, Farticus, which we only mentioned in one sentence in the last podcast. But they're pretty fun. They're pretty fun. And I'm sure that most people are familiar with them by now. Uh, it's a room full of puzzles and clues. And you have to solve those puzzles to yep. further your cause of Escaping. unlocking the final door, which is out of the room. And the one we went to had three rooms, which is cool. I thought it was going to be one room, but it wasn't. No, that was a good surprise. And a door unlocked. Whoo, hallway. More puzzles. Third door unlocked. No, second door unlocked. And boom, third room. Mm-hmm. And that was even more mysterious and uh, low lit and full of different lights and blue lights and things like that. So I think they did a pretty good, pretty good job. Well, the theme was, was uh, the, the Vinci, da Vinci Code-like code. sort of thing. And it was kind of like we were some kind of national treasure-like archaeologist kind of people. And we were in yeah. this room of some guy, and we were actually just trying to, you know, figure out the clues. And we felt like actual adventure story, you know, uh, archaeologists and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. No, it was pretty cool. But uh, I'm terrible at solving those Oh, yeah. Puzzles. I mean, like, I, I was part of it, but zero. I didn't do anything either, yeah. I did zero. To, to further our progress. I did <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the fake laugh returns. Yep. No, I seriously just stood around while everyone else did all the I helped them the once. Work. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Uh, guys, what about this? And they're like, oh! And that's, nice. all, that's all I did. So I looked kind of cool when I did that. You know what I mean? It was just uh, me sitting down. and I thought I was going to be like, you know, the secret hero who discovers one lock that'll take us to the next 
close to the next level. Well, I, I kind of was But there. I always kept going back to this one lock. And I kept thinking, oh, we'll just... I was trying to decipher the clues based on the walls. Because you felt like... probably my... This is how I always felt like. Everybody else is doing something else. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm the other guy that the shot, you know, in the movie that focuses on the one guy. And he yeah. goes, uh, guys... And then you cut back yes, to the yes. other guys. Oh, going, yeah. what, 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 yep. what if that that means three? Three, that means a cut back. And you're moving the thing with a close-up, you know. <laughs> and everybody turns back and sees, you did it, Jake, you did it. That's why I wanted to happen. Yeah. Secretly down inside. So I kept trying to change the codes. But of and course, like, my, my logic was unsound. It was completely unsound logic of just random. What if we put this number, these walls, this one, two, three, four, three, four, two, four, two, three, that's, one. That's how I do everything. Like, see, that's and everyone I'm else doing. is figuring out logically how the game was meant to be set up. Well, I'm here idiotically thinking, maybe these guys, maybe these codes are... The ancient so, Aztecs might have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I didn't help. But I'm, I'm really amazed and glad we solved the whole thing. With five minutes to spare. Yep. That's cool. What else do we do? We um, ate some food. Food Which is think, good. Yes. Food is we good. We went to um, a pizza hut. That's right. In Bratislava. Everybody in the States is like, pizza hut. Yeah. It's a big normal. deal. And so I came to a possible realization or a question. Yep. Which is the pizza hut pizza we had, you know, wasn't as tasty as I recall. Yes, Pizza Hut being now it's not bad. It was fairly typical. It was Pizza Hut. If I recall, Pizza Hut, you know, cheese, dough, and sauce. But something about it didn't taste as intense as I recall Pizza Hut tasting. So now that leads me to the question: because I haven't had American Pizza Hut in years at this point, my question is: has my Palate, taste palate advanced a little more where I might like more intense quality ingredient food. That's right. Or simply was this Pizza Hut uh, different to other Pizza Huts being European Pizza Hut? Only one so, way to... I don't know. We'll have to taste test that the next time we're in a true Pizza Hut pizza. A true American bison pizza. Yes. Yeah. So that was, you know, interesting. We also went to a bistro, which was cool. Yes, it was that's a right. French bistro, and uh, we had the recommended avocado. <laughs> the recommended the avocado. Recommended avocado burger, yes. which was good. I liked it. You liked it. I liked it. It was now it's an avocado. Only, it's only, an avocado burger. Right? My only qualms were that um, a little too much avocado sauce. And like you said, the patty was a little bit saltier. Yeah, it's a little too salty, usual, though, so the meat patty. And it I was really big, too. and I don't know, I felt like maybe it was a little too much, perhaps. But it was interesting. It was more interesting than a regular burger, wouldn't you say? Yep. What else did we do? We chilled out. We um, witnessed... Uh, Tim's Netflix. <laughs> yeah. His Apple TV, which surprisingly is pretty convenient. 
the things everybody that else, so everybody weird. else is so used to this, and oh, we're yeah. just like we're yeah. living in the Stone Age. Well, we, we also don't really care so much. I don't care so that's much true, to true. even go out of my way to try Netflix. Mm, mm. Um, but I did really like the airplay on the Apple TV. That's right. That was nice because we all have these iOS devices, and you can stream either your device or video or YouTube. So everyone has control of the TV. That's right. Very cool. Very convenient, surprisingly. And what else? Yeah, I mean, Netflix seems like it can be pretty useful when you're just chilling out and you want to watch some stuff. I um, like how chilled out this uh It is podcast. super chill. Like we watched um, Power Rangers. We wanted Mighty to Morphin, remember how that was like because I never watched Power Rangers as a kid. I was aware of it, but I wasn't a Power Rangers kid. Well, it's because you were tiny. You were tiny. But I did get a Power Rangers gun for my birthday one time. Different pieces, different weapons. Yeah, that was like for turbo or something. Axe, yeah, a pistol. Don't remember the rest. And when you assemble them, an axe, a pistol, a shield, uh, a gun. uh... No, no, the pistol was the gun. Oh, yeah. Um, And when you assemble them, it turns into a giant rifle. Yeah. It's like the Megazord. Beast man. Yeah, but that's what they did. Yeah, they had these weapons. Oh, I'm sure they had all kinds of uh, lines of toys. And they would fire them together in the show. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, we watched Power Rangers, and I was pretty surprised how those episodes are extremely simple. But, you know, it's perfect for a kid. Very perfect. You have uh, the introduction of the kids. And immediately they get transported over to Zordon. Well, not before talking to the bullies. Yeah, I know. Bulk and skull. Comedic elements. They transport to Zordon. You are Power Rangers. Yes. They go out and they turn into Japanese people. (laughs) And they beat up. (laughs) And they always end up somewhere in Tokyo. The locations were amazing. Or Kyoto. Completely changing every five minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they do the classic fight. Boom. Epic climax where they turn into the Megazord and then defeat the bad guy and come back and do some more jokes at the smoothie shack That's whatever it was called and it's just amazing because they packed so much into the episode and they do so many different things there's so no room quickly, for anything so yeah. quickly it's just everything's there which is great like I said for a kid and I'm no wonder it was so popular it's just exactly what you want no filler no stupid adults talking it's just let's do this fight the bad guys you play some video games too some great ones that Tim picked out like well we played this last time as well Gang Beasts is one of the funniest games probably in the world hilarious stuff when you have more three people's fun but four is like the most fun with Gang Beasts or more if it's possible I'm not sure what do they call those games now? Couch games or something? Anyway. Something like that. <laughs> uh, Gang of Beasts Classic. Uh, we played another game called, I forgot the name, it's like Neon Narwhal or something. Like, oh man, people are going to know this. Star Wall. I think that's what it was. Where you play these narwhals in kind of yeah. you know, one perspective. It's 3D, but, no, is it 2D? I think it's 2D, yeah, 2D. And it's all about the controls and timing. And you try to, Poke each other's hearts with your narwhal. <laughs> poke each other's, yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. It's, like yeah, more, it's more competitive. Remember when I was being so annoying, dominating the capture oh, the flag? Oh, man, you were annoying with your sombrero. There was a level mode where you're supposed to... It's sort of like capture the... No, King of the Hill sort of type thing where you 
take your narwhal horn, <laughs> yeah, bing, and you touch one of these. Oh man. Locations on the map, and it becomes yours. It becomes. I tried repressing these feelings of sadness. It becomes yours. Obviously, the the most, the more you embarrassment, the more you keep it under your color, the longer, uh, the more time you get, and obviously the first. Until someone knocks him out. The first person, you know, King of the Hill. Everyone knows this. King of the. And I was being so annoying because I just knew I figured out the controls so well that I could just always ping, (laughs) (laughs) hit it, and guard the little post while you guys are (laughs) scrabbling about, trying to to dethrone me but you never did I won almost every time well done Jacob I, I know, know it's true you. you did I know I know, I know it can be annoying I know I was the the karate the 70s karate man narwhal with an afro and a karate jacket then we played another game called Thief Town Thief Town this was good I think this was <laughs> from Star Wars and Thief Town definitely would pick Thief Town to play again what's the music for Thief Town I forgot the original. The theme was like, um, something like that. Thief Town soundtrack. Not Fish Town. Not FIFA Ten. Come on, man. Something like that. Wow, we spent a lot of time. Looking for that. We'll cut all that stuff out. You want to pad this out with a song from a band that we got permission to play? Yeah, you have one? I can use some from the old albums that I have that they gave me. Okay. I can use some from the old albums that I have that they gave me. Okay. You want to go for it? Let's do it. And in, and after that, we'll be there with Luke again because we just saw X-Men Apocalypse. Yes, Luke X-Men is joining Apocalypse. us. Apocalypse. Luke is joining us for a special yeah. corner. Special corner. Watched yesterday. Yep. So we'll talk about that with Petra. Yes, we did. Mm. Petra was with us. Who said she wanted Chinese, but then she kind of we got, KFC. got the KFC, as did as did we all, <laughs> and it was too spicy for her. <laughs> the spice. Okay, so here's a song. It's pretty cool.
That was a pretty cool song. <laughs> it was pretty good, eh? Yeah. That was great. I think you should check them out. They're good. Check them out. Yeah. Man, it's so mellow today. Okay, mellow. Luke will be here in five minutes. We have five minutes to spare. Okay. Um, what can well, we talk X-Men, about in five minutes? Well, X-Men, uh, Apocalypse. No, we're going to get to that with Luke. Apocalypse. <laughs> I wonder what Luke's opinions are on X-Men Apocalypse. Mm, I, have, I have some feeling that he... Nah, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out what he says. I have some notes. Really? Oh, good, yeah. I just have mental notes, like Mark Kerr mode. Oh, no. Will it load? Oh, there it is. Good. Oh, yeah? Mental notes? Nice. Mental notes, I forget about them, so... Oh. Where are they? Still, uh... But I don't know. Uh, uh... I don't know. Anyway, because you include the Tim trip... We did that. We did some... We didn't look at any castles. No, we didn't. We were going to because we thought the weather would be... No, we were not going to because we thought the weather would be rainy and it ended up betraying us. Rainy and poopy. Being sunny and bright. Yeah. Which changed some of our plans. We wanted to go laser tag and we didn't do that. Why didn't we do that? I think because our cousins had to go. Yeah, did you hear about that? Yeah, you showed me the thermos maybe stainless you get that. king for maybe, Phil King. Maybe you should get that. Maybe I should. Because the guy who recommended it, who writes the blog, Wait But Why, says that that's one of his best purchases in his life. That's awesome. So, I mean... Keeps things hot for five hours, keeps things cold for nine hours. Yeah. So maybe, because you drink coffee really slowly. Very slowly. So maybe you would benefit from getting that thermos. It's only 25 bucks. That's cool. Maybe you should think about it's it. It's the original Thermos, you see. The... Oh, really? Well, his name is Thermos. Oh. So they were the first ones. Thermos. Thermos. That's sweet. Thermos. That. Yeah, thermos. let's wrap this up before Luke comes. And then we... Um... <laughs> what else did we do? I'm trying to we think. made the podcast. We can talk That's about right, that. we did the podcast. <laughs> and by the way, I don't know if anyone noticed that the song at the end... Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell them about the song. Someone already was like, why'd you put the Avengers? It's a little different yeah. at the end. Well, in case you didn't read the description, that's just my uh, composition. Well, I mean, the theme isn't mine, but... Your rendition. My rendition. Was, I was playing it on, you know, the our good old Apple Logic music stuff, and that's just one of my practice things that I wanted to do. It's not amazing, but, you know, practice... Every Absolutely. instrument, you know, every instrument I had to do. I know, but you had to write the whole yeah. thing, instrumentation. I wanted wise. to do, uh, I wanted to put like a little piano and then make it just go. I still have to work on the harmonics. Uh, but I would like to, you know, maybe someday you could do a little music video with that and it'll be original. Music video in what sense? Like show the glory days. Of the movies? Yeah. Sure, why not? Okay, Luke's here. Is he? We're gonna call him now. Okay. Calling now. Let's talk about something random that he doesn't understand. Okay, like what? The Hobbits, really good cookies. There's just really good I cookies. I love cookies. Do you love yeah. cookies? Hey, who's oh, that? Luke. Uh, Perfect. We're here. So this is like impromptu call. Mm-hmm. We were already That's having awesome. a podcast. We just yeah. called you in. We just called you in. Indeed. So, so you're joining us on this chill I didn't even, I did not know that you guys were going to go see yesterday. That was hilarious when I saw a picture of you guys at the theater. I was like, oh my God. They when did you see it? Yesterday. 
Oh really? So together we yeah. both saw it at the same time. We both saw it at the same time. That's perfect. So our our we will be in the same uh, wavelength in terms of how much we remember. Yeah, probably. It won't be like a week later, a week early, or something. Uh huh. And this is a very chilled out one episode because I'm my energy level is low. And Luke, uh, you remember last time, last yes. week ish, with our Captain that America. That was high octane. That was high octane. That was that was intense. But that was fun. I thought it was fun. I liked it. I did as well. That was yeah, good. That was cool. a good time. That was it was time. good. Thank you. And we, good did, old yes, we did a surprisingly well yeah, job. We really did not overcrowd uh, each other. It's true. I know. And we're slow. Was, that, was my, that was the funniest part. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest part. You remember that bit, Luke? When you were slow. I don't get it. Yeah, at the end where, where Tim's like, next time four of us live. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we're, and, and we're <laughs> like, Infinity War. What? And me and Phil are like, uh, and I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. And you guys, yeah. <laughs> we're so slow. I really didn't get it. I had no clue what he meant. Yeah. I thought like, what are we going to watch it? Wait, is it like, you have some secrets you found online about like <laughs> the movie or something or what? <laughs> I thought he meant we should do some predictions of what. Yeah, maybe, maybe that played out live. Uh, That's yeah. what I thought. No idea. Anyway, Luke, how's your week been? Yeah, how are you doing? Um, Yeah, week's been long. I'm glad that it's over, but now I'm glad that the weekend's over. Or no, now I'm not glad that the weekend's glad. over. No, so it's like catch twenty two now. It's like oh <laughs> yeah, man. Yay, but not yay. That is the old catch twenty two. Um, yeah, I know it's been pretty busy. I'm just getting lots and lots of stuff done. Um, like good busy yeah. or um, uh, or just a little just bit. Uh, not really. No, some or? some of it's yeah. good because I'm I'm finishing up this work on this book, which is fine and dandy. Um, but just there's other other busyness that's yeah. not so much fun yep um, same here i mean like i have to do yeah. a bunch of bunch of school work um mm. got exams in june so you know it's that not sucks. fun it's not fun it's one of those too. things where you gotta just just you know use yeah. up all your plow on stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. what about you guys what have you been doing oh nothing we much. talked about what we were doing yeah, we did. that's right the problem oh that is the problem now this is our little dilemma dilemma because like we're gonna tell you luke I'll, we'll try to spice it up we'll spice, I'll it, spice up. it up spice it up luke I gotta tell you, I have this schedule that I'm keeping to myself because I have an iPad, mm-hmm. so I'm using it. I'm using it to, you know, give myself hours of what to do. Uh, it's been working pretty well for the for the past five days, <laughs> <laughs> and um, let's hope I can keep up with it because I always have an hour or two or more to work on that night movie. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of which. Uh, I'm starting to work on the video, and it's really looking cool. So I'm nice. very happy. Yep, and that's my story. <laughs> that's a great story. Story concluded. Yep. So yeah. Anyway, we're here. We're gathered here today. Yes. <laughs> to and pay tribute to you know, to chill out and talk about some of our thoughts on the movie. To pay tribute to the great and powerful apocalypse uh poe the great and powerful poe <laughs> oh gosh sweet so how do you guys want the to do old this? powerful poe damron i liked how we did last time it was more i felt more efficient where we just kind of we did but we then t- we, always, we, we always give luke the opportunity to synopsis to, to, to do the well, synopsis luke knows the best i know i have no idea i wish i could do that yeah it's really good at it you're really good at it, luke thanks guys it's no from problem. years and years of practice actually it's from it's from it's from writing the reviews that because I'm true. always like, it's say. the worst bit, and you just want to find a quick way to be like, here's what the stupid thing's about. Because I remember when I first started doing reviews, I would literally tell you everything that happened, 
And it's like, mm. I don't need to tell you everything. Just give me a concise yeah. bit. Especially if someone's already seen the film. I know. Or read I know. The book or whatever. Because my first, some of my first reviews for, were for like, what, Doctor Who and stuff. And so I would literally bullet point every scene that bloody happens. I'm like, right. I'm not needing to do this. So, yeah, so I, I started uh, shortening it up and um, yep. getting Just a the essentials. Right, yeah. Um, cool. Well, let, let's do that. Let's do this the summary right. then. Why not? So, X Men Apocalypse. What is it about? Sorry, I just was waiting for that bit. So, X Men Apocalypse is about the rise of an ancient mutant named Apocalypse. 3,000 some odd years ago, he gets defeated and locked into kind of a stasis and then gets accidentally awoken. When um, Maura McTaggart, um, you know, stumbles upon this cult that worships this uh, this being, um, when he rises to power, he is disgusted that the world has kind of become overrun by humans um, rather than rather than mutants, um, and he decides to find his four horsemen um, to help him lead a revolution and take back the world for the most powerful mutants um not even mutants in general but just the most powerful so he's willing to destroy the world and whoever survives will be um escorted into his glory basically um meanwhile professor xavier has obviously set up his school now and it's properly running um with no hiccups, man. which is quite nice um and eggs and uh, uh eric is off in poland being called henrik and uh, works in a, uh, yes. w- works in a factory and has a wife and a kid, um, and is uh, hiding away after the events of uh, Days of Future Past. Um, and the world at the moment, or the not the whole world, but the mutant community is at the kind of looks up to Mystique um, as well, and kind of uh, yeah sees her as kind of a, a new hope for for mutants since she didn't kill. That's right, I remember this. Yeah, since she didn't <laughs> kill Striker, not Striker. Um, Trask and strike yes, the president yes, yeah. at the uh, mm-hmm. at the end of Days of Future Past. Um, yeah. So it's a kind of a happy, peaceful world for mutants and humans, um, but that all comes to a pretty uh, quick halt when Apocalypse steps on the scene and causes a ton of chaos. Yeah, the and end. that's pretty much it. <laughs> and that is it. So I love the opening titles. Yeah. I'm just gonna say one. Yes. I'm glad that they use the same the same theme from X2, just like they did with Future Past. So Absolutely. I'm Let's already, up, He's, I'm already uh, like over the moon with that. Um, no, I'm really glad the theme. I'm glad it's now a staple yes. because that was from X2 was the definitive. We talked X-Men about theme. this yeah. when we were talking about X Men. Oh, I know, Past. but we're just recapping. Yep. No, and I know. It's really I was... great that they kept that and uh, they're using it now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's really great. What I, I have to it. say about um, Future Past is we watched that. Yeah, we watched it oh, the day before. That. Let's talk about that for a little okay, bit. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yesterday we watched no the day Days of Future Pants. Yep. Yeah, we watched Days of Future Past, the road cut. We never now, saw it before. Some fir- some thoughts right. really quick for me, if yes. that's all right. Mm. Um, Days of Future Past, I really like that film. I mm-hmm. really like watching it now for the second time or the third time? Third time. Third time. Really enjoy it. I think Probably um, fourth, maybe. It's up there. It's up there for me in the X-Men, in yes. the X-Men movies. X2 yep. is my favorite, definitely. For me, it's it's number two. X2, yeah. X2 is yeah. still my favorite. Well, for me, Future Pants is number two. Yeah, there you go. Number two. Yeah, I would say number two. Um, but the road cut. 
Yeah, it's. A, I think it's a really good plot, though. I mean, I know it's from the comics, but I think that they did a really good job in the movie, how yeah. they um, played all those events out. And I really like, my favorite part is that, um, or one of my favorite parts is that the Sentinels yeah. are a true threat in the story. And I think oftentimes movies, especially comic movies, uh, they don't have really threatening villains. And yeah. I really like the idea of these Sentinels, especially because they're machines, you know. And yeah. machines are the ultimate scary villains, you know, like a Terminator, you know. Yeah, true. I mean, that thing is just, you know, it'll never give up, it'll never stop because it's a machine. And so I like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the road cut was interesting. You saw the road cut before, right, Luke? Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. What did you think yeah, of, the road, you think of the road cut? I It's been a while. So I remember when I first watched it, I didn't have any initial problems with it. Um looking looking back um obviously i know that i think it i think they kill bobby sooner um in the in the road cut than in the um well can i can i then like if you don't remember i can recap really quick what they changed yeah throw a few things Um, out there yeah so basically what they did is um the biggest change is that uh in the last um part of the film you know how kitty is it kitty pride is our name kitty yeah yeah. yeah, you know how she obviously is um, sending Logan back and maintaining his mm-hmm. consciousness in the past. Oh, yeah, Logers. And when she gets wounded in the original cut, she just basically you know toughs it out. Yeah, yeah. Until the end of the film. And here they say, "Oh, it's so severe." Bobby goes, "Let's go get Rogue." And they're like, right. What? Yeah, and, and Rogue and, is around. He's like, "Yes." And he's being experimented y- on using his little like uh, Americanish accent. Yeah, I didn't get that. I think <laughs> and he goes, Rogue. and so Bobby suggests they go get Rogue. To get Rogue. And in this crazy turn of yes. events, they go to the mansion. Yes. yes. They run around in there. They end up in um, Cerebro, Cerebro with humans. Yeah, in I, lab that, coats. That, that was silly. Sorry. We're experimenting on Rogue. Mm-hmm. And they get her out of there. They bring her back to Asia, wherever they were. Yeah. Um, they replace her. She takes the powers of Kitty Pryde. Now she is maintaining yes. Logan throughout the yes. rest of the movie. That's the bulk. That's of... the biggest change. And on top yes. of that, there is there are additional scenes yes. that they added in as well. So just yeah. to refresh. In yeah. my opinion, I'm afraid uh, I have to say the theatrical cut is better. I think the theatrical cut is way better. Way yeah. better. I yeah. think the road cut. The road cut is you know it's it's it's, it's, for, a, it's, it's a good fun alternative to watch. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's sort of like, you know, when you watch deleted scenes on yes, the DVD. Yes. You it, is a, it is a testament to just like, man, I'm so glad in the editing room that they removed those scenes yeah. because that yeah. was just extra baggage, didn't help the story. And on top of that, that whole change with Rogue, hmm. like when you when you can compare it to the original film, it's just out of nowhere <laughs> and it's useless. And she has like one line. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like, it's not a terrible film, the road cut. No. But clearly the original is much, much more concise and much more entertaining and it's more impactful, especially at the end. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a, a heck of a lot of plot happening in, in Days of Future Past. And I remember everyone was really annoyed because Brian was like, oh, guys, I'm, I'm, cutting, I'm cutting Rogue out the film. And people were like, "You bastard! How, how dare you?" Um, and they haven't and, even seen you know, the movie. Probably. Yeah, I think I think I probably agree. Um, if I, it's been a while since I've watched it. I remember not, not enjoy, I remember enjoying it, but um, and thinking a couple of bits were quite cool. But thinking overall, you know, the the main the main version of the film that you see is is um, definitely definitely probably the the, the better one. Um, yeah. 
with it. It really felt like towards the end, it really just lost momentum in the road cut, and you felt like cool. It doesn't, (laughs) you know, doesn't end up being like, yes, we're gonna get this done. No, it wasn't. Yeah, the one that they had. So it's really nice. It's a nice comparison because you go, wow, that edit is so much nicer (laughs) than the original Mm -hmm. edit. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, anyway, back to Apocalypse. Apocalypse. We watched it the day before yesterday, and it was interesting because now we went and saw the new film. Yeah. Right back to that. Yeah. Apocalypse. That was good. That was good. That was good to do. So can we do some like yes. initial thoughts? Okay. Do you want let's just let's just get it out of the way. Let's do what it. everybody thought of it for like like in general. In general? I I enjoyed it. Luke. That was that was super good sized Phil. Um, <laughs> it that's it. I enjoyed it. What do you think? What's your initial like quick reaction? Yeah, I walked out of the, I walked out of the theater thinking, yeah, I was that was pretty fun film. Yep. I in the words of Luke, I quite enjoyed it. Wow. All right. Well, let's get into what we enjoyed and what we didn't. Let's so, do it. the beginning of the film, nice little opening. I, yeah, the titles were nice. I liked how they went through all those historical yes. events. Oh, that was cool. That was well that cool. That was nice. Yep. That was nice. And I, I liked it because also it felt like, um, you know, uh, it felt a little episodic. Like, ooh, last episode was this. Now there's a different episode. Yes. Yeah. So, that's, that's how, that's how nice. these are feeling. And uh, the way John Ottman is doing the music is every time there's a new theme that's being brought in, like for Days of Future Pants, it was. And that's going into the rhythm with. So the new one, I forget what the new one was, but it was going through the same pace as the so that they're always always going to harmonize and if I'm not mistaken some some of the bits during Cerebro played that kind of really deep cello music that they did in X-Men 2 Um, yeah yeah and also they used the same kind of um, New Hope motif that was uh, for Xavier in Days of Future Past so I think no the music wise I love what they're doing because definitely it ties it all together so much more Mm -hmm. yeah so setup wise, I have to say the Egyptian thing at the beginning reminded me of the mummy. Egyptian thing, yeah, it was pretty mummy, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty mummy. Um, yeah, I mean it was a cool setup. Um, sure, I think you know, it got you right into the the plot of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it's classic in terms of the villain is kind of first. And Saman Nur. Mm-hmm. It starts with like a dangerous ooh, backstory. This is going to come and be important later, but you know, yeah, sure, it's a it's a cool opening. So we find out that he. Like that's how he does it in the comics. I assume I don't know much about yeah, he apocalypse. Transfers his he transfers his consciousness. But I was wondering, uh, and his body or something a, just absorbs the other an guy. Irrelevant question, but you know when they show that shot of that other and he got the person, best pilot in the galaxy. He got what? The best pilot in the galaxy. He got Poe. Ah yes. You know when they show that shot slicing that guy's abdominal mm-hmm. abdominal area? No. Mm-hmm. No. Remember? Like yes. Now my question is, um, was that guy also a mutant who could heal himself? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's I figured, what, like, that's he's, what he's doing. Every time yeah. he finds a new mutant that he doesn't have that power, he will take that power into himself. Oh, um, that's what it is. Okay, is that what he does in the comic? Uh, yeah, he he can absorb other people's powers and and oh, kind of manifest like, them all. Like, that's like why rogue? he's okay. considered have, so you know dangerous and, and unstoppable because he can literally just he's got a millennia worth of. Right, you know, I didn't know that. No, because my impression was that power. he had a bunch of powers already, naturally. Yeah, I thought so too. And I thought that he just had to find one person who could heal himself, and then he would just transfer his body over, yeah. and then can keep going. Forever. No, no, no. It's all okay, about okay. the more. It's kind of he's kind of like a battery, he just keeps absorbing and charging with um with more um with more power. All right, so in that sense, it's kind of like the Sentinels. Yeah, in a way. So Moira McTaggart yes. comes back, which I was. Surprised, I was like, "Hey, 
I don't right. remember because I don't know anything about this movie. I didn't really even want to watch the trailers too much, so I was yeah, like, I "What? What's well. she doing here?" Well, she's in this movie. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing bad about that. Goes into the, uh, you know, the the place a couple of hundred thousand years later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, we don't have to go through like crazy okay. detail. But, yeah, because I'm it, it, I'm glad she was time. back though. Just I gotta say because like, thing is, Days of Future Past was such a bizarre film because it like it was not it was a sequel but also a sequel to the original trilogy as well. So, so it is a so taken. So this is going to be, this is now the, the all the different timeline. Yeah. Right? yeah this, is, sure. this is alternate dot timeline now. Yeah. This is days of future past timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I have some questions when we get to okay. that. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, just like again, Raven uh, shows up. What's her name? Mystique. Mystique shows up. And this is one of the things I didn't like. Okay. Go for I it. I was watching days of future pants mm-hmm. and the, the problem still exists in Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. She looks like she's 13. And every time she's trying to stand toe-to-toe with anybody in the cast that aren't any of the ex-kids, yeah. she looks like a child. And that just throws me off in her acting, I'm afraid... There's nothing mystique in it, you know? Yeah, you know, I was actually having this conversation with Janice after the film. I was like, because she likes mystique. She likes the character mystique. Okay. Not necessarily Jennifer Lawrence. And I I just, you know, I like Jennifer Lawrence in First Class. That's the only time as mystique I've liked her. because That's because she's playing a kid. Yeah, and I got behind that, you know, kind of the whole kind of naive stuff. But God almighty, shoot me now. <laughs> I can't stand her well, in Days of Future bad. Past, yes. and I can't stand her in Apocalypse. I think she's... Here's the thing. Look at X-Men 1, 2, and even 3. Mystique is... She's mysterious. She's quiet. She only talks when it's important. Um, no, even it, when yeah. she's in she's other tall. people's forms. Um, she, and she's tall. Um, and she has she has, she has, has the presence, you know? That's yes, what I was exactly. Say, yeah. Exactly. I mean, she does. And then I, yeah. all you have is Jennifer Lawrence, who's just... Yap 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 moan 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 yap yap yap. She's a baby face. I will say that I do agree with you guys that she's very youthful in her face and just like she she doesn't have that presence. Like Rebecca, if she was a better actress, we might think because she's not a great actress. That's the biggest problem for me. I mean, look, but I'm just thinking if it was Rebecca Romaine. Oh, totally different. I was I was just imagining how cool that would be, and also they didn't even give her a double voice. Remember, like in the old ones. Yeah, right. I was talking for Future Past. We were watching the movie, and Jennifer Lawrence Mystique doesn't have like the. Yep. The reason, you know. No, I will say Jennifer Lawrence. I don't think she is that bad. Maybe as you guys do, but I do agree with you that. It, it is unfortunate that it doesn't fit the role of Mystique. And even if you say, of course, this is a younger Mystique, mm. you know, still, like, the whole point of Mystique was that she, like you guys said, has that presence. She's a, a scary individual, in a sense, you know? Yeah. And she knows what she's doing, and she knows what she wants. And so it's, like, very kind of, ooh, you don't want to mess with her. No. And so, you know, Jennifer Lawrence obviously doesn't have that kind of... Yeah, so that's what I was But again, I don't think she's that bad. All right. Well, moving um, on, she finds... Nightcrawler, the incredible Nightcrawler in Berlin. Yes. I didn't think the kid, I saw pictures of the yeah. kid who's playing Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and I didn't think he was going to do a good job, but he did a pretty good job. So I liked He was, it. he was actually one of the, one of the fun, one of the funnest things. Because the they, they still got the same Nightcrawler I character. Liked, I, I liked, liked that him. they're showing a different side in the film. Up until now, we had a lot of, um, in the older X-Men films, we had a lot of, um, Westchester, a lot of official X-Men business. Mm. 
and I thought it was cool. We got, we got to see a side of the underground, you know, like bit, what's yeah. happening with mutants out there. And yeah. Stuff. That isn't the well, cartoon yeah, stupidness cool from X-Men 3. Yeah, it was Caliban in yeah. there um, because that's kind of... I don't know um, anything about Caliban. Me. He was yeah, the guy who it. talks in third person yeah. with the big Caliban eyes and his balls. Caliban He looks like a reaper. So yeah. is he talking about himself in third person? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Caliban doesn't like you. I liked it that they that they 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 showed that. Plus the the fight the fight with Nightcrawler and Angel as well. Like I like that. I yeah. agree. I like the whole uh, underground. Like when scene. I saw the cage thing again, I was like, eh, that's X Men one. Yeah, you know? I did get reminded of X Men. I was a little bit sure, okay. We don't need this, but all right, it's cool. I did it's like fine. though yeah. that, um, and I'll get this later. Uh, this is one of my points. Um, oh, by the way, spoilers, everybody. Of course. Uh, it was cool to see, like, Mystique, you get to see a bit of her backstory in what she's up to during this time. Yeah. And you get to see that she, her character is very much, um, you know, divided in terms mm-hmm. of sides. And But she's, like, obviously helping mutants here, yeah. but it's not in the X-Men way, you know. It's a, yeah. very, it's a very kind of shady. shady. Yeah. And that, but it's cool. I like that it's, because it's quite of typical of, of her character, which, I mean, uh, uh, you know, yeah. they've not crazily taken her away from what she should be doing. Um which, you know, I, I agree, that kind of mercenary kind of... Um, yeah, but it's cool because we get a little more sides, a little more uh, flavors here than just your typical yeah. uh, X-Men crew. And yeah. then we go to Poland. Yes. yes. And some dog is yapping in the background. Luke, is that you? That's from your end. That is on my end. It's Luke's secret dog. At least our space dog doesn't do anything anymore, remember? Oh, good. yeah, he's gone. You have a space you dog. You have a space dog. Yeah, like when we were reviewing Star Wars, occasionally a dog outside would start barking and we, it was so annoying. We hated Star Wars. I hated Star Wars every time we talked about Star Wars. So now we're talking about X-Men. Now your little dog friend outside is, is, is yapping like away. So in Poland, we have Michael Fassbender, Fassy Fassbender. Uh, also interesting. Eric Lencher, also Magneto, who, whose name is now Fritz or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, what is his name? <laughs> Balush. 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 that is. Hendrik. Working at the steel mill. That's mm. right. That's right. All right. Um, he has a family. Mm-hmm. I, I no find it. It was. It was. It's, I guess he's gone far enough away. But like, I'm. I'm surprised that when 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 kind of stuff goes down and they kind of out him as a as a mutant and they're like, oh my gosh, you're Magneto. It's kind of like he hasn't done anything to change his appearance. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, uh, I'll let it slide. Honestly, I mean, think about it. Eighties Eastern Europe. Yeah, it's like not much connection. Uh, plus, he's just a regular guy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's it's okay for the yeah. sake of yeah, the story. Yeah. Well, I, he gets he gets the bad end of the stick again. <laughs> mm, that's right. Uh, Poor guy. I know, but I like that. I like that they show like again. This, I'll talk about this a little bit at the end uh, if I have. Uh, my notes correct, but I like the idea here that you know these are complicated uh, yes. characters. These are complicated situations, and yeah. not everything's black and, and white. And it doesn't pull punches in terms of showing some. It's not giving some heavy it's, stuff. It's not giving you like a lesson. the The movie is telling these stories, characters, and what yeah. they're going through. And so it's cool to see Magneto here, mm-hmm. totally different side of him. And you're going, oh man, like this character does go through different things as well. He's not only this maniac. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that we saw in previous films. But, man, no. he was a maniac back then. He was a maniac, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so he was, he was yeah. a maniac yeah. because he suffered so much. And so by the time we get to Ian McKellen's version of him, he's he is just he's just a lunatic. Um, yeah, at least in the old timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, but now things anyway, are changing quite a bit, I'd say. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, what did I want to say about this? I don't know. I wanted to say... 
Yeah, so he again suffers tragically. I like the. I, I have to say, I like the whole thing with his family in mm-hmm. the forest and stuff, and then using the. Uh, yes. The little. Yeah, I, I like that because um, it showed that you know this character. Oh yeah, and I wanted to say this would be in comparison to what Jacob. I don't know the Marvel movies. Yeah, the Marvel Studios movies. Was that what you're trying to do? You're trying to make a comparison? Oh, maybe at the end. But oh. I like did I spoil it for no, you? I'm not, I'm not like you going. Oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't care. No, about okay. This. Um, yeah, no, I like that. Here we get to see Magneto. We kind of solidify his kind of nature in this film. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know before it was ambiguous, like okay, you know he's different sides, and this, there's still elements of this of that in the film for sure. But here we get to see that he is so driven sometimes by his you know, anger and his rage yeah. that that scene in the forest was just, he goes like he goes from, you know, zero to one in like a second. You know what I yeah. mean? He completely changes. Yeah. Like for these past 10 years, he was a friendly, normal guy and he goes and murders, you know, all these people he 12 knew. 12 people in half a second. You know? So it's like that, that was a pretty well done showing his kind of character. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but the Marvel thing um for sure is that um now nah, I don't know what to say about the Marvel thing. I'll I'll get to that later. I can't think of things now. But anyways, come on. Okay. And then we also get to see good old 80s with yeah. 80s cars and 80s families in What do you guys think? An 80s Xavier Mansion. Uh, yes, having true. a good time with true. kids, all the kids. Look, I like I, that we have <laughs> 60s, 70s, 80s. And and oh 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 and uh, uh, Cyclops, his introduction at the beginning of the movie yeah. in class. I really, that like, is taken, I really like that, actually. That is totally taken from the first draft of X-Men, the first movie. They wanted to have a little prologue in X-Men 1 where they would show all these mutants getting their powers. So oh, right. it was like Rogue. Remember at the beginning in the first yeah. movie how Rogue discovers she right. sucked she the life away. out of an innocent person? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? They wanted to do something with... Uh, like. Before that, there would be a little intro for Cyclops, Jason, uh, Scott, right? Mm. Yeah, and that's the exact same thing. It's like I a, didn't know it's that, at a no. prom, and his and his eyes start watering and hurting, and he goes to the bathroom, and, okay. and people are bullying him, and then he goes, Whoa. yeah, yeah. No, so they use familiar. that, and I have to say, Luke, we're going to be talking about this for a little bit because oh, yeah, you guys uh, I have this. to say this is this is this was quite some amazing stuff. I used the same thing because I read that little first draft opening. We for our unfinished X Men Four thing where mm-hmm. uh, Cyclops gets his powers back. Anyway, yep, yep. No, there was there's a Go few. On. I, well, I, yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that in our kind of ideas that just keep... Luke. I was I was so proud of myself. Yep. Watching this film I know. because I was like, oh, there goes. There's a plot element we thought of. There's yep. another plot element we thought of. Yeah. And I was just so happy that we we're on the right track. I mean, I'm sure there's what we got was based on existing comic book material, but mm. the fact that they choose those as well mm-hmm. to put it into yeah, the, the main, story, main it means that we did something good and I felt yeah. so happy about yeah. that. Yeah. No, I, I, I did yeah, as well, cool. actually. I, I was quite, yeah, I was just excited the entire time I was watching actually. Cause I, oh my God. That's awesome. We talked <laughs> about this. Um, yeah. No, I, I like the intro of Scott. I liked what they did there. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I mean, I know each film has been in its own decade and it's it's either really super 60s or super 70s or super 80s um super but 80s. you know i think it gives it it gives it some it, it makes them all three at least have a unique kind of aesthetic to them i suppose so you don't kind of they don't mesh into one yeah kind of thing like you're you're very you're quite clearly 
understanding where 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 it is that you're yeah. you know, that you're set. I also the I only also problem like, is though that all the older characters don't get older. That is the one thing I thought <laughs> about mean? during this. But then I then I like can't, Beast, when I started thinking you know? about it, yeah. What I thought is like, look, yeah, let's I think suppose. of Days of Future Past, and they're supposed to be in like the year like twenty five. Or you know whatever they're supposed to be like you're two thousand twenty five or two thousand five hundred years into the future. You know what yeah. I mean? But like you know you have Xavier yeah. and Magneto who still look the same as it did in the year two thousand, and there yeah. is that kind of concept that mutants don't age as rapidly as as humans normal oh, really? humans generally. Okay, well, um, sure. And that's the only thing that I'm kind of using to 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 buy it, thinking about when they get to like adulthood and why they kind of maintain that mm-hmm. sort of. They can maintain that kind of, I don't know, youthfulness, I guess, for a bit longer than uh, than yeah, your average Joe. Sure. But um, yeah. I guess that's science I, fiction for you. I quite like um, yeah, science fiction. The the also political backdrop is pretty neat in mm-hmm. the X Men films. Mm. Like we had oh. um, uh, last time was seventies, right? Nixon, mm. Nixon. Here eighties, more Reagan. You know, you know. Like I mm-hmm. like that. There's a little bit of a ba- political background because JFK. For it the reminds first one. me a bit of yeah. Yeah, there you go. It reminds he me. He was a bit one of, of us. Um, uh, the the Metal Gear Solid game series yeah. does something similar in that they create this whole fictional story, mm. but it's typically with a realistic political background or yeah. war background or whatever. And so that's kind of cool. The next men, yeah, um, they always had that that kind of you yeah. know tension in the background. It's not just pure whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So in the mansion, we introduce uh, Scott, the new Scott. Any yes. any, any comments about new Scott? Uh, I, think I, I like I him. Was... I think he's fine. I, I don't have any nice. issues with him actually. I yeah. w- w- when I watch him, I can't, actually when I watch him, I think yeah, I can easily see you becoming the James mm. Marsden version of of Scott. Yeah, but maybe a little bit better. Um, and I say that only because less whiny. Yeah, they kind of made Scott too whiny in the first two films, and then they kind well, of well, we were going to fix that, Luke. And we were we, totally we, going to fix this. We were definitely going to. <laughs> Um, and I think this Scott is a lot more, he's a lot cooler. Like I was like, yeah, he's kind of cool. He's like, he has, he's like, guys, I'm bored. Let's get out of here. Let's go to the mall. You know, it's kind of like, this is, yeah, a, this is a true. Scott who's like fun, but can take charge in difficult situations. And yeah, just overall is cause yeah. he, yeah, just overall quite fun. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you guys have been talking about it or have talked about it before where the original Scott in the original films, isn't quite well portrayed no. from the mm. comics. Because, it was all Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah, Wolverine, yeah. Wolverine. It's a bit too bad because yeah. they kind of made him a kind of uptight, annoying character when he also could have been a cool guy. Yep. But... Yeah. So that's cool that here they're it's a little different. I mean, he was definitely so, cooler in X-Men 2. He was definitely cooler in X-Men 2, I thought. Yeah. Um, Until he got he knocked out and taken out from the movie. <laughs> Again. Ah, I can't remember what he did much next week. Until he got knocked out and taken out of the movie for the most most of the time until yeah, the it's end. True. It's true. It's true. Uh, what yeah, he was right. in, he was he was quite good. And then uh yeah. no, his, then at the end his, he was uh, all crying and his stuff. His shining moment, X-Men three. Yeah. <laughs> shining moment in X-Men three. And I did I Gone. did like the fact that they went to go see Return of the Jedi and I did like Oh, I was going to comment on that. I, I did was gonna like say, the dig. I, I like the dig actually. The third film oh, yeah. is always the worst. See, Phil caught this. I, I wouldn't have caught this. Uh, well, I have to say, I didn't really like okay. the Return of the Jedi thing because it's like, oh, Star Wars, can we can we move on, mm-hmm. please? You know, I know it's nineteen. I just, I couldn't. I just, did, I felt it was corny for me. It didn't now. feel like organic. But that being said, the quip at the end, the third movie might be the worst. Is always the worst. 
that's 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 either a jab on X-Men 3. I think it is. Or it's or it's a or it's kind of like a, and it's also kind of a self-reference. This is the third first class. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I like a I, there's, there's, two, there's two ways to look at it. It's either them saying, like, this is the third film, guys, so if you hate it, the third film's always the worst. Stroke, X-Men 3 was also terrible, so, you know, at least we're better than that. Um, and yeah, obviously, this that. film is better than that. Um, so, speaking of... Sorry, do you want to say something? No, go on. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of Scott and kind of introducing these younger characters that we know... Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like that in this film that they had that a healthy blend of introducing these new teenager uh, mm-hmm. characters yeah. that actually help a lot in the movie. Yes. yes, And it's cool because we get a totally different side that we really haven't seen so far where these teenagers, you know, they're really young and they're figuring their powers out. They don't know everything. Yes. But at the same time, they do have to take responsibility and they do take responsibility yeah. and they actually contribute and help. Yeah. And in the end, they do the right thing. Yeah. And it's cool mm. because, you know, it's a fun, like, you know, side adventure. With, yes. You know, the, like, I guess the X-Men comics is also kind of like that, right? Like teenagers having to save the yeah. day and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. That's it my is. Guess. I mean, when yeah. the original comics first came out, Gene and Scott and stuff, they were teenagers. Um, so they're kind of finally, we're seeing what they should have been anyway. Um, it's just in X-Men yeah. 1, it was, they'd already been established for a, a good period of time. Yeah. Um, but I, I wrote something similar in my, in my written review is, is that I like cool, the fact cool. that they're just, they're all struggling with their powers, but they, yeah. yeah, definitely step up when they need to. And it's and it's cool because it also brings in a little more risk in the story because yeah. you know they, they might not make it. Whereas before mm. we always had these adults like I know what's going to mm. happen. Know and what I think is really, yeah. are you guys still talking about Scott or can I carry on with something else? Uh, yeah, clearly, I, I wanted to just mention on. one thing with Scott, and yeah. that was that I hoped that they would be there would be a whole little subplot about them figuring out what the best thing to use is that will stop. That would have been cool. Yeah. Scott's. Uh, you know, heat ray vision. And I vision. thought they were going to experiment and there would be some fun, you know, side stuff where it's like, let's see if this works. Or Ruby and then Quartz, it was a Ruby passing Quartz line. Beast is like, I had some Ruby Quartz lying around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like in the office. Lying around. <laughs> lying around. Oh, Which, it fits. Yeah. Custom perfect. Done. I First know try. But it was good. The jokes with his... Uh, the trees and things. <laughs> yes, that was my favorite tree. I climbed that tree lots. <laughs> I think I like this this, this kind up. of direction is always nice because it always feels natural. Yeah, and it's and, great because you, you, you have some breaks. You have some breaks. Like now we're not going to get into the action. There's no music going like the Marvel films. Maybe here's here's what I will definitely say, and I can re-say at the end, I guess. But I kind of feel that X Men gets a gets a kind of a people like to rag on it. They always like to trash it. But the fact is, every film since Wolverine origins has actually been good and it has generated a lot of money and a lot of interest that is true people dig it before it comes out and then they go and see it and then they like it afterwards um not everyone but generally speaking they're all pretty much positively reviewed um and what i think happens is is x-men does a much better job of kind of merging that darker tone um that you get within dc comics with that lighter kind of humor that you get with marvel studios and they do a much better job having the two walk side and side where marvel studios doesn't get very dark um and then dc doesn't get any humor you know (laughs) x-men x-men does both perfectly actually well i think i think i think that's the singer singer kind of knows could be could be the singer thing yeah i'm really glad you brought that up because that's what i noticed watching the movie 
in comparison to what we saw last time, which was Civil War, Mm. you know, it was was a fine movie, but I wasn't, like, super into it. Mm. And what I found out is I think that I really, like you're saying, I like the X-Men series a lot more. I do as well. um, Because it has more interesting themes. Mm -hmm. It has more interesting characters. Yep. And particularly like what they did here is that this is a very, they did a very good job of connecting it to the movies we know that yeah. we used to watch in you know, the, the first and second X-Men movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a nice kind of, like you said, it's a really good blend. For some reason, like for me, I feel like there's more depth to the story. I think it's just because the way it was paced and what they were yeah. emphasizing, but to, what they but, chose but, but to but emphasize, also, I, I like, like scenes the, with Michael Fassbender yeah. doing stuff. And it's more interesting for yeah. some, for and personally, reasons. I just like the characters more. I like these characters I'm much more invested in on a than personal... Tony Stark. Than Tony and Cap and stuff. I get it. It's fun mm-hmm. to watch that. But I'm not, like, with them right there. I like these characters a lot more. Yeah. And plus, mm-hmm. because I have a little more, like, history with them, just because of watching the old movies. Mm. Maybe. So I get a little bit more, you know, excited to see, like, oh, man, like, that's the backstory of Jean Grey, or, oh, here's, here's Scott. And it's like, Wolverine, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but my, pro- my, my problem with the Marvel Studios films is yeah. I think they do... It feels like they don't want to slow down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's more. Yeah. It's more like let's do it. Like you know, fifth gear all the time. Because like the only thing I can think of that where they slow down were like the scenes, for example, in Avengers two, where Black Widow's talking to Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. But it always felt like this is the scene where yeah. they oh, talk. Yeah. Said and I then think that's my move of, on. Now that's kind of my problem. Like I don't really have. You know, I'm not gonna say like I don't like. There's there's certainly good Marvel films that yeah. we saw. They're not bad. No. But, yeah, the X-Men series just seems to get something right where, like you said, it's natural. It's like a genuinely interesting story most of the time. You yeah. Know? yeah. yeah, And, yeah, the characters just seem like they naturally grow and they're like real people. Yeah. And a lot of times in the Marvel films, it's like you said, just like, okay. And, and, this, and also like, that. you know, Tony Stark is a bit of a just a quippy man. Exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, no, think? think Brian Singer's always got the... He's always got that from the very beginning, and that's why he, he's got the right idea. Yeah, yeah. it's it's all Seems. about the the philosophy behind the characters. Um, yeah, yeah, they they definitely completely understand that yeah. way more um, yeah. than. And if you look at the the difference between the characters, even the adult characters in X Men, you know they're quite relatable. But if you look at the the you know adult or young characters in in the Marvel Studios they are quite fantastic. You know, Steve Rogers, we don't really relate to him. We don't relate yeah, to don't. Yeah. Tony Stark because he's a bloody billionaire. We don't relate to Thor because he's not even bloody human. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you know, there's no one... <sighs> you don't relate to the characters. You just enjoy watching them. They're like action heroes. You don't relate to them. You just like yeah. watching yeah, them but, play. But I would argue that you could make a relatable any other character. I think you could. Like I think you Tony. could. Um but I think the better. So I don't want to knock that down. I don't want to say just because uh, Steve Rogers is a you know Captain America, you right. can't relate to him. I guess we, we can assume that we're talking about the films that are already out. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. For sure. There's elements of there's elements that you can relate to. Like, oh, Tony wants to be a good person. Oh, Cap has that kind of all-American goodness inside of him. Oh, yeah. You know, there's bits that you can kind of relate to. But in terms of, you know. The struggles, the you know these X Men, yes, X Men yeah. are people with these superpowers, but at the same time, they're not. They don't view them as a gift. They're like you know, this is a this is a bloody yeah. burden. Like, and it's neat though because like X Men always had a had uh, did a good job of kind of creating this larger metaphor. Yes. You know, when it comes to like social issues yes. and stuff that's happening in real life, yes. and it 
for me, that always worked in the movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, like you said, relate to these characters, and they find themselves in situations that you might find yourself in. Just obviously here, there's a there's a different element of. It might not be a superpower that you're dealing with. It might be a a moral belief or religious belief or something like that that you can, it's quite tangible, I think. Yeah, and so that's why it's always like, it's always an interesting story. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So Um, I gotta say something. I gotta say something. I gotta say something. Wait, I agree. I want to say something. I want to finish. We didn't let you talk. Go. I agree with all you guys, what you were saying, but my point on this matter is just on a filmmaking term on how to make a better film. And I think that for the way they shot Apocalypse and the way they presented the scenes and what they had in the context in those scenes Mm -hmm. and how they flowed in the, in the edit, Mm -hmm. at least in the first half, that I think is organic and it it has feeling behind it where when I, I'm I'm still remembering civil war granted, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff in civil war. Like there's a lot of stuff you have to look at. It still feels like it's a mechanical click. Yep. I really agree with that as well. Of different scenes that. that technically will, will make the movie, but it doesn't feel like, you know, it doesn't feel like you're you're watching a, a filmmaker saying, "Hey, let's see what Black Panther really thinks of life." You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I don't mean just making a boring scene of Black Panther just having a monologue, but I just mm-hmm. mean the way you present these things instead of just, you know, it works. Like I must avenge my father, and then later on he, you know, he feels different for about stuff like that yeah. because you yeah, know, yeah, know experience. You yeah, but you're not getting so much like inside the character in a kind of. You know, yeah, it doesn't there's, pull there, you in. there's scenes that they could have written in Civil War that they they could have shown more of that. But yeah. hey, who knows? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. that's Whatever. what I mentioned when I spoke, told you guys the other day in my review or our review of Civil War is that it would have been much nicer if they had actually talked about the growing angst with these vigilantes and these other superpowered people yes. yeah. springing up. That would have made it so much more. It just would have helped. It really would have yeah, helped. Because you, you have a lot you can do with that kind mm-hmm. of a theme. And mm-hmm. that was the perfect movie, a Civil War. But could have, you know, explored all that stuff. And I also have to say, this is a little bit of a retread to okay. the Civil War review. But I wanted to say that the Spider-Man scene with Peter Parker, it was fun and everything, but it kind of felt like it was there. It's like the movie made made space just for this little <laughs> Peter Parker scene to happen. Yeah. And we introduce the character yeah. just because it's Spider-Man. Hey? Well, and don't yeah. forget, also at the end, it's like you're done. You're done, Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's over. Yeah, yeah. 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 Again, Cute that's again that should have been something section. that was birth at the beginning of the film grow you know there's a, yeah. someone swinging around new york city yeah. and we don't know who the heck this is like that yeah maybe, but maybe it's also like i wonder maybe it also has to do with different kinds of fans like maybe marvel the film fans are different maybe they're like expecting certain things and maybe maybe the marvel maybe the studio, filmmakers are different maybe, maybe marvel studio like knows things. how to kind of pull the strings of the fans i don't who knows? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Back to X Men. Right. So we introduced so this entire story so far. We've just introduced the good yeah. guys or the half good guys and what they're doing now. Hang on. We can talk about. Hang on. We're not what? done yet. We're not done yet. Um, well, I was gonna. I now was gonna we can. Now some... we can talk about what Enzabangur himself. No, 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 no. I was gonna talk about Gene. Were you missing? Gene, that's a good one. Gene. We haven't yes, talked I have about, Gene to say about Gene as well. We talked about Gene. Gene's literally the only other person Saucy we've not talked about. Yes. So I really like Gene. I as do a as well. In this movie. And what I like, I, like I gotta, be- I gotta yeah, say go something, ahead. it's driving me mad, um, is obviously, okay, like in the first films, we know that she's like got powers and stuff, um, but we also know that she's always kind of holding back. Um, and we know from X Men 3 that Xavier was, you know, known to kind of 
make sure she is mentally blocked in some of her yeah. abilities. So she's never been able to fully so unleash. The dark um, and then she kind of unleashes like a retard in X Men Three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this time, what I like is that you know because the events are completely changing now. Um, even Xavier's approach to Jean has has changed from what it was in the original timeline. Um, and finally, we actually see a Jean who just fully embraces her power. We'll talk about the end in a bit, but I got to yeah. say, like, when mm-hmm. she finally is like, you know, hell's yeah, here I am. I'm yeah, like, I, yeah, that yeah. was that was amazing. That was as that was exciting as that final too. scene in that X-Men 2. Um, when you're like, crap, she's coming on fire, you know, um, yeah, yeah. that, I, no, I think she's really good. And I, I definitely like this actress in, in the role actually. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I like, cause, um, uh, previously like Jean, I mean, she was an interesting character in the original films, but we didn't know too much about her. No. And it's just, it's nice to have a little bit of a, you know, backstory and, she, and um, she didn't get to do a, a terrible amount. And I like that. I guess that's because, I mean, you know, look, I'm not going to deny it, but the first three films were very Wolverine centric. Um, and that's why I'm, I yeah, like that the last yeah. few films don't necessarily have to fully rely on him apart from Days of Future Past. Well, our movie didn't either. No, mm. true. It didn't. And oh, well, I just want to point that out because, you know, I, I just, you know, I got it. Yeah, we love the character, but we wanted to see something different. And that's what yeah. I like that. You know, like the trio, Scott, Gene, and 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 Nightcrawler. That was brilliant. That was so much fun seeing fun. those three oh, yeah, no. work together cool. throughout the film and seeing her use her powers to manipulate situations so that they could break in places. Yeah, and, and it was useful. It was useful, and it wasn't just a showy thing. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And it was also good. I liked that um, she obviously was having um, you know troubles controlling her power, but it wasn't to the point where it was annoying. Yeah. As a viewer, it was like, okay, this makes sense, you know. Yeah. And you're kind of you're kind of with her there, and yeah. it's not a, it's not because you know there's some X Men films <laughs> hint hint uh, that um, well the first one she kind of she kind of not she's like annoying, but it's just like we get it. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, All she right, was so really now struggling talk- in X Men One. She was like. You're kind of thinking, how long have you been here at the school, and you can only barely, yeah. <laughs> barely levitate? Like, what's you know? Um, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, and no, I, I like that they've taken some initiative to grow the character quicker, actually, in this yeah. in this one film. Um, but yeah, go on, talk about Abensua. Okay, let's talk about Apocalypse and his four horsemen. Okay, first off, he gets resurrected, right? He's walking around like a, you know, like a, like a, like a, like, like, like a guy with a, like a know, zombie, Imhotep. like a zombie, like a, like my a mummy was flagged because I couldn't okay. find the word. I wanted to say hangover. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Got a huge 3,000, you know, year hangover. Right. Mm. Um, and, you know, first of all, uh, for the most part, I liked how he, he looked like. Yeah. Uh, I think it was okay. Like, for how he was presented, it was yep. fine. Yeah. There are many parts where his presentation didn't match what he what it could have been in stature and in voice and in presence, which he should have what been. What about that cool design that other studio did? I really like that, that one. That was a good one. You guys are, yeah, you remember guys that. We can, we can link it on... We should link it. You yeah. know what I'm talking about, Luke? Yeah. There's, yeah, there's yeah, yeah, just I a little... Yeah. It. I like that one a lot better. Yeah, that's that's more akin to the original. And um, It is. So, but, but but there are many points where it worked, but some there are mm. other points where it didn't. He work. was a bit Ivanuzi. 
<laughs> he still was he, Ivan Uzi. I, I really, really don't think he was Ivan Uzi. I, I not all the time. Not character-wise, just how he looked. A little bit. I don't. I don't bit. buy. It. I, I, I really don't. I'm googling okay. Ivan Uzi again. But <laughs> okay, let me Google him as well. Like, just so I'm not, I right. just. While you guys Google it, I'm going <laughs> to talk a little bit more. Yeah, keep talking. Go he ahead, goes, though. he's in Cairo, Egypt, by the way. Again, have to point this out. We had a cool, I, when, when I was looking at the Cairo stuff, yeah. I was like, oh man, this was our, in the beginning of our movie where, you know, yep. uh, uh, McAvoy, McAvoy, McAvoy uh, yeah. uh, uh, Xavier would be coming in to look at, you know, like, yep optimistic man in our movie and in, in the 60s looking for or 70s i don't know look looking for you know recruits for his school and stuff and then he finds uh storm which i maybe i think was in our story as well because that's at the beginning uh who works for the shadow king amal farouk which was pretty cool i have to mm. say Just, uh, you know that, no, that, that cool. was like our that was like our story so was, that was a fun little thing and also here's the best story of all he's kind of ivan uzi <laughs> All right, so here's the best story of all, Luke. Ready? Jacob uh, watched the entire film Mm. from from the beginning to end. We came home. He was looking at the Wikipedia for X-Men Apocalypse, the movie. Mm -hmm. And he goes down the character list. And he goes, Wait, Storm was in this movie? Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. I had no idea. <laughs> how, could you, how did you not know? Yes. A true testament of my slowness. <laughs> <laughs> Took a whole movie and plus three hours Yeah, later. until you come back home and you're like, I didn't make the connection because, because, and it's like all the clues you told me, white hair, Africa, all this stuff. I was like, yeah, coincidence. White control eyes. the weather. Controls the weather. Well, I thought coincidence because like no one mentioned her name. Because uh, she's not Storm yet. She's just Aurora. I know, she? I know, but I didn't. I didn't even make a connection. <laughs> I thought like she's cool and stuff, but we're gonna get Storm later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is hilarious. That's the best. I, I don't didn't know. know. I didn't know the whole movie. The whole movie. And plus, I also thought she was from like Wakanda or something like that. Well you know, done. I didn't think she was no, Egypt. she's not. Yeah. She she hooks up with the Black Panther eventually. Um, yeah, I saw that on the Wikipedia. But, yeah, um, on the Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, the all right, so uh, Apocalypse is gaining power again. He goes to the TV and then goes. Yeah. Yes. And I thought I thought I always think big powerful characters that are trying to build their power back is always an interesting thing for me, and I like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So I always liked seeing the close-ups with the big scary eyes, and then you know absorbing things and learning things, and then going, "My child, you will be one of my first right. mm-hmm. uh, of the of the of the of the horsemen." Yeah, and uh, there and there he goes. Gets starts recruiting mm. different characters. What did you Storm. think? Yeah, he gets Storm. He gets <laughs> Angel. Then mm-hmm. he gets Psylocke, mm-hmm. and then he gets the the final one, Magneto. Yes. What did you guys think um, of what? Just the whole sequence of him getting his followers. Um, you guys can go first. I'll go last. Okay, should I go? go All right, well, (laughs) parts were great. For example, when Michael (laughs) Fassbender, Eric Lenscher comes in and is ready to kill all these people in the the factory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all know how, what a maniac uh, Magneto is. Mm -hmm. And so, and Michael Fassbender, of course, he's the actor that his face can sell 
a really, you know, Definitely. A, a good um, remark. You know, mm-hmm. you can always, you can believe that he's going to kill people. Yeah. So his, so that intensity plus the, you know, the, well, the, you know, the way they killed his family again and all that kind of stuff made you really believe he's going to kill them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in comes apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. Guy in a, you know, and then Michael, Fa- Michael Fassbender. Ah, I'm sorry. And uh, Magneto is like, I'm don't. I'm gonna kill these people. He doesn't care about apocalypse at all. Mm-hmm. And then apocalypse just kills them really yeah. easily. And I, and I think that's a good. That was a good way to elevate his status, yeah. power. And then when yeah. he's showing um, Magneto Auschwitz, and right? That was pretty good. Going all the way back to X Men One. Yeah. Um, I liked seeing um, apocalypse kind of dominating over. Magneto, because we all know Magneto yeah. being really dangerous and really strong and really powerful and full of rage and anger, and but Apocalypse yeah. can, can, you know, top him. Like, yeah, yeah, to, and I and I liked how they handled that, and I wished I saw more of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, then he goes and recruits people like Psylocke and Angel, oh, which I wasn't, you know, not. The part where Angel was transforming into Archangel, mm. that was with the music. It was. It was kind of corny. I, I just yeah. I got some thoughts on Angel, but I'll come. I'll come to those in a bit. Yeah, the scene that whatever, but the music I thought was okay. The '80s thing, and it's like why not? But it's apocalypse, you know. I guess. And then Psylocke just goes, "I'm in." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll wait. I'll that's, wait. That, those it, are my thoughts about them but it's him nice recruiting though, things. I, speaking of the Auschwitz, it's okay, Auschwitz but thing, it's not okay. It's nice though that we see. But the Auschwitz part was the best. Eric Lenscher's. We yeah. see his different side, where he's like vulnerable side. Yes, and that's cool. well, that's because Apocalypse is, is yeah, yeah, supposed yeah. to be. But apocalypse. it's cool because you know, again, you don't get this you know straight up Magneto maniac. You get whoa, wait a minute, Magneto has some feelings yeah. as well, even though he's a crazy maniac. Yeah. Luke, did you want to say anything? I have loads. Um, okay. Okay. So. Well, in that case, let me just say my last one. Yeah. All right. I would have loved to see more of Apocalypse recruiting and more of Apocalypse building mm. his 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 uh, status. And I would have loved to have seen him talk about the Four Horsemen more. Like, you will be war. Oh, I see. Pestilence. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that to to build it up Although more. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not just like, he just comes out of the, you know, out of the out of his apartment is like all right well, you know, time, to, uh, time time to, to get, get busy you know he, yeah. he has a schedule anyway that was my thoughts go go look now it's your your time to shine so the four horsemen um yeah no again i'm kind of with you when it comes to when he kind of came out and he was all searching and you know learning and stuff like that i i enjoyed that and yeah. i liked the initial conversation he had with storm actually um when he was like yeah. you know you will be my goddess um and yeah, I like um, that. and i like that so he kind of i like that he manipulated her you know because storm yeah. we know is a street urchin you know and all that kind of stuff before she gets taken by xavier um it's just this time apocalypse to gets to her first um and yeah so i like that he used that to to manipulate her um, now, when it came to Angel and Psylocke, personally, I mean, I was really excited for Psylocke, and I was also, yeah, and I was I actually was really disappointed in the end with her. Um, ditto Angel, because I kind of felt like yeah, they yeah. were just there to be horsemen and just there to fight. Um, yeah, there wasn't yeah. anything 
I don't know anything. I can't tell you anything about them because they didn't tell me anything about them. Um, no. And at the moment, I'm I am even of the belief that even though that was Angel, I don't even believe that that was the Angel. I know because, because why the hell here's was he a funny in bloody Europe? <laughs> I don't know. He was he was probably captured by the cage fighters. Yeah, the cage you know, fighter w- captures. Original but Warren. I was Worthington. like when I saw. Say again. Yeah, when I saw. When I saw Angel in this movie, like like he's going to be in the film, I thought, and when he, when it started, when he started fighting... Wait a moment, isn't he the brother of... No. Mm-hmm. No, no, never mind. No. When I, when I saw Angel in the movie, at the beginning, when the cage match, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, now they're going to actually flesh out the character. Yeah. <laughs> because apparently, because when we were doing the story for our movie, we had Angel maybe in it, yeah. wh- who would be with Wolverine and uh, Colossus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would ha- kind of have their little gang, right? Yeah. And I would have, and we were sort of going for Angel being like a a very smart and very, uh, per- you know, his personality is very big. Yeah. And, you know, and that would be, and he would be very, quippy and okay. stuff like that and i was i was imagining that and i was ho- and i was thinking this will happen in this movie yeah. but that's that's the dis- disappointing thing isn't it sometimes where movies have to take some characters that people are familiar with or are well known in the comics or something like that and they end up just being sidelined and yeah. just filler yeah i know yeah. you know which is too bad and there's yeah. always an opportunity to make, to rectify that in some sense, but yeah. I don't know why, let's say, they didn't here. And what I, I mean, like I said, I really don't, we'll see what happens, but at the moment, I kind of don't view him as the proper angel, because obviously there was, in, in first class, there was the girl, and her, her name was Angel as well. Um, and so I'm just kind of like, yep, yeah, he's, but she's with, dead. he's a guy with wings who, her. you know, was called Angel. He doesn't have to, you know, he's not even listed as being Angel stroke Warren Worthington um the third or whatever um yeah. he's literally just angel um and for me i'm just kind of okay he kind of fell a bit flat because he was just there for fights same with psylocke she was just there to um you know wear a bathing suit with and her, um with her, with her purple and, giant uh, and yeah and fight <laughs> now i will say i kind of obviously i dug her her outfit a second ago but i will say they also did a pretty decent job of of actually what we kind of talked about in the Civil War review is make their costumes look more like the comics, um, which right. hasn't really been done in the X-Men films. Um, it hasn't. Previously. Um, I'd say first class was the start um, with the kind of yellow jumpsuits, which was cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then Days of Future Past didn't really have any costumes. They were more closer to the original um, X-Men costumes, but then this film really right. wanted to yeah, this is def- this embrace is definitely going that. to the moral colorful see tim you can like the x-men just they were getting colorful now <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're getting colorful um yeah. join us so yeah so for me the, the the horse the you know half of the horsemen just didn't really do it for me i like storms no, and i like magneto's side but the other two were mm-hmm. they were just well, filler um even a couple of lines of exposition just to understand them a little bit better um would have helped. Yeah. Literally would have been like, oh, perfect. I don't need to know loads because that's the thing with X-Men. Like, for example, Days of Future Past, you have Sunspot, the guy who can who has the fire um, at the very beginning of the films. You remember him? Yeah, or Teleporter Girl. You have or, him, you have, um, you have, you have Blink, and you have or Bishop. Um, Bishop. All of them don't really say a whole bunch, but they have a yeah, few... Yeah, but, but, but you feel you know who they are, and then yeah. when they die, you're like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Um, right? like, even what... Bishop, I felt kind of sad. Like We didn't even know who he was Please much, remind but... me. Bishop is the black guy with the dreads. Yeah. 
a cool guy who was like charging his gun oh yeah 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 with the gun yeah 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 yeah. um yeah yeah yeah, so i think those characters were fleshed out better you know i can i appreciate that x-men has a huge universe and you can't give everyone huge amounts of screen time um but just a little bit of exposition would have gone a long way would have benefited for those for those couple of characters but yeah so what now what happens is um apocalypse so he's rising yeah he he gives magneto a cool suit Mm. and then uh, Xavier uses uh, Cerebro. Cerebro. Welcome, Professor. Okay, we can talk about this. I really like the the funny stuff with um, Check her McAvoy. Out. Ch- ch- yeah, Check I really her. like that. That was funny. So the lines, the, the oh, yes, Xavier lines yes. about the Moira. About Moira. I want to check her out. That was, I pretty, to... that was pretty well played. Yeah, I like that. And well played. He did a good job. Like yeah. you know, yeah. acting yeah. very nervous, and he's <laughs> in her office. She's like, no, no, my ex wasn't good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah. I agree. So. I agree. What I liked is Apocalypse noticing uh, Cerebro's being used, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's good. And then Apocalypse takes it over. And that's because you need to show that Apocalypse has to be almost this omnipotent mm. creature, which so is what the do you whole guys point. think of. This is how I'm imagining yeah. the movie based on what I would have preferred in the film, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would have preferred, I have to say this out front, I felt like Apocalypse could have been more apocalyptic. Mm and it felt like i to me it felt like apocalypse they could have spent a little bit more time with him you know do it's kind of like age of ultron like nearly destroying the world type thing yes and not doing it and i understand that you can't but that's the thing though i always that's, wonder that's why why are you even doing an apocalypse yeah thing? with these kinds of films i always wonder what the best approach is because on one hand you can do that like ultimate almost destroying everything or not and it's like i never know what the best way to do it is because we've seen all of it pretty much I don't know I I would encourage more experimentation in the development stage to think about possibilities for stuff like that I mean the one thing that was my biggest problem with Apocalypse is that he felt like he was he was better than Ultron better than Ultron yes but Still not on the satisfactory was, point that I hoped. Though, it was <laughs> good, though, that in this case, they just went, like, the really straightforward way and made him, like, sure. just, like, sure. all he cares about is him, his stupid, you know, goals. But that's what I like. That's, that's fine. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, he, that's good that they kept he it straightforward. He should have, like, borderline achieved those goals. Mm, okay, he does, kind of, in the movie, but I felt like it really should have like, felt Like, so the bad. stakes are higher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I think, yeah, as well, part of, part of what's unique about it, from my point of view, I don't disagree. I kind of, I kind of agree. Um... But also, you kind of see that even though he is super powerful, he's he he can't do it on his own because he That's obviously right. he's That's obviously selling good. himself as right. a god. But right. he's not really, and he actually needs to have his four horsemen um, no, to, true. to back him up. Obviously, he that's needed Magneto yeah. to, you know, because um, yeah. if he was that powerful, if if he really was godlike powerful, he could have taken over the world ages ago. Yeah, but he yeah, couldn't. That's the whole point. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I completely agree with that. It's just the way, like the way they would present it. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. That. You're saying like more, yeah, intense. And and of yeah. course, using, playing off of like they. Re- I really wished in the script there was more of like pestilence. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, think like, he just played cool. on fear. Should, like giving them, a, you know, names. Yeah. I think he and played so, on like, fear a lot better than like Ultron did because like the fact is like uh, you know Ultron literally could have had the world at his, at his knees in about 10 seconds. Yeah, but Ultron was half um, a comedian. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Half a comedian. But then you have Apocalypse who, you know, literally, you Apocalypse. know, rids the earth of nuclear weapons because he, he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. he's like, I am the most powerful weapon. 
Right. And you kind That's of cool. what you I have liked, is, I like getting rid of all those nukes. It felt scary. Yeah, you have you everyone worldwide. You're kind of thinking, oh shit, who also like oh sorry sorry. This is really bad. This guy, whoever this this being is, is yeah. out of our human control, and that's that's what he's all about. He's all about yeah. threatening humans. Yes, and that's what he does that really good. well. No, I agree with that part. I like I think that. The nuke thing could have been a little more emphasized. Yeah, yeah, it could have. Like they could have. They could have like it made it a little. Someone more. on the inside could have been talking more about it, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. To, to show how big it was. It feel, it yeah. feel just kind of like a minor precursor. Yeah. However, yeah. Luke, mm. again, that part where he starts controlling people. Mm. It's in our story again. True. That was for that was for Shadow King. Yeah, because you guys told me Shadow King pretty much. Shadow um, King was almost like really Apocalypse in this movie, kind of. But kind he was of. like, in a, yeah, in yeah, and in, from Egypt, he's blue. Everything. It's like he was more same. like mental. Yeah, we wanted Apocalypse to be the underpinning true threat under the. Apocalypse would have under. come next, basically. In our okay. if we yeah, had our we, way. We, Apocalypse would we have been the next story. at the end of our movie. Because we had a post credit like scene doing... too, damn it. Yeah. And it featured yeah, yeah. Nate Gray as well. Who? Nate Gray? Nathan Gray? Yes, that's yes. right. That's right. Cyclops' son. Yes. Mm. But the the point was that our like we have a there was a lot of, you know, uh moments in, in this movie. This one included that right. was that was very similar to what we were thinking for cool, though. stuff. So I was I was happy. Was I was cool. happy. Me All too. right. Me too. Um uh, so what happens next? So they get Moira to help him out. And Moira doesn't know who she who he is, and yeah. I, I was confused because yeah. I didn't see X Men First Class in a long. But you time. know, I have to say, I'm really glad this is skipping to the end. But I'm really glad that they he gave her the memory. Yeah, back because yeah, no, like I, I did as well. Moira in this film compared to the last one was like it was like no, like she was actually cool, you know, in the in X Men First Class, you know, she was like with the team and everything. Yeah, and this movie she, she felt like a lost mom or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good they got her got her memories back. Oh, and we just forgot that uh, Apocalypse takes a little visit into the X Men uh, hallway. Yeah, yeah. So that's that once. Yeah, once kidnaps, the whole Cerebro thing's done. Kidnaps right. Professor. Right. Um, and uh, Havoc has to destroy the Cerebro. He okay. What do you guys think of that? What do you guys think? What destroying after, Cerebro? No, after um, Scott's bro dies. Forgot his name. After he blows up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that scene. All right. Well, here's we here's here's here. That I have conflict. Say again. Yes. Go on. I have conflicting feelings. Yeah. My first feeling is, I thought Apocalypse was going to destroy the mansion oh. first of all, uh, because it, well. there was posters of it. Uh, but that's fine. The only problem is that it starts exploding, and I thought this is a big deal, right? Yeah. Then it switches gears really quickly, and then boink, there comes Quicksilver, mm. and. The funny thing is that I liked both situations, but polar opposites, you know what I mean? And it was very jarring when it switched to a comedy moment. But that was such a... I, I liked that. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked the, the Quicksilver scene again. I, yeah, I liked it, but I have to admit, though, that it is definitely appealing to the popularity yes, of the original it's true. scene. Yeah. And while they're both good, I did feel they were going a little too long with this, you know, especially at that point in the movie. Yeah. I mean, this could well, have been... The, a, the problem is that it's in the wrong place because I was expecting, oh no, it's going to blow up and I was invested and I was know, hoping I was going to see what's going to happen. Maybe if it was then, earlier in the film and maybe if the circumstance was different, it would have yeah. been better. But here it felt a little bit too much with Quicksilver doing that whole slow-mo scene. As interesting as it was, it just felt a little yeah. bit too much attention. What do you think, Luke? Kind of the opposite of you two. <laughs> okay, go um, on. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I get the importance of... 
the mansion blowing up, but I understand, but you know, and, and, and how, which shock- was in our movie too, which true was, <laughs> um, how shocking and jarring and dramatic that, that could be. And it was, it was still dramatic. There was still drama there. Um, but at the same time, I kind of really liked seeing, you know, cause I, I, for, for me, Quicksilver is, you know, they, he mentions it later in the film that he's just kind of a bum. And hasn't really done anything with his life. Um, and I kind of like that for me that even though he had that bit in days of future past, he's still not really done much with his life. Um, yeah. but now he's, you know, he sees what Magneto's just done and he's thinking I need to do something. Um, and for me, it's kind of kicking off his, his new kind of way forward. Um, and yeah. I don't know. I personally, I like the fact that he did his best to, to save everyone. I like that, you know, oh, yeah, it, sure. sure. I know that it was a bit more when it was actually happening was, was more of kind of a, an ooh, ah scene rather than, Oh my gosh. Um, but then you still kind of get that emotional tug when you're like, where's havoc. True. And then, and for Quicksilver being as fast as he is still didn't save the person who was, you know, closest to the, the blast basically. So I think right, you right. still get it. Cause you gotta, you know, Again, I think it's, you know, if this was the way I look at it, if this was a, a Marvel film, there'd probably be more jokes. If this was a DC film, there would be, it'd be doom and gloom. Um, and, you know, I just, I, for me personally, I like the way it was handled. I, it could have been maybe okay. more dramatic, um, but I think it was more of a, for me, it was kind of a, a tension scene of, you know, the excitement of watching him get everyone out as opposed to a devastation scene where everyone is sad and depressed and crying because they've just lost right. everything. I guess, I guess like the, an armor, yeah. but I guess the weird thing is, <laughs> that, the weird thing is that the music is fun, you know, yes. so it's a bit strange. Where it is. Like, yeah, it the original in Days of Future Past, it made sense because where it was placed in the film was fine. It was yeah. a, you know, escape. But here was a little bit of a weird yeah. combo. But. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he didn't. The Quicksilver is cool. Yeah. I like the character. And yes. then, and I'm so glad he's got a lot more time in this film. By the way, yeah. just gotta say yeah. that's right. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah, I liked cool. him too. It's cool. And then comes my biggest problem in the Let's movie. I can't remember. We take a little detour. Yes. To X Men oh, Two. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, we do. Well, I have and one thing to say about this. Book. I and then well, I like the beginning when Stryker comes down. I'm like Stryker. Okay, well, first of all, and I then don't he mind. goes, and then he then and then uh, Mystique's there, and she's like, "Uh, oh no!" And then he's like, "Fire!" And I like that part. What part? Where he's like, "Fire!" And everybody was firing. Yeah, and he knocks them all and then, out. And they capture and they capture the kids. No, I like that. I didn't mind going back to Alkali Lake. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Sorry, I disagree. You I like was like, Lake? No, because I was like, why are we back here? Because it's an integral part to the X-Men to series. To what? Striker. No! Striker, like the base. No. It's, it is. No. It's, it's an X-Men 1, I'm 2, sorry. and 3. Striker, I'm going to disagree Striker with you guys. Striker is an enemy to mutants. So In the second movie. That's his movie. Yeah, but he's involved here as well. He was involved in First Pants. <laughs> I mean, Dead Pants. What's it called? Future Pants. Future Future pants. Yeah. But um, he's, and I, I, it was I enough Stryker for me to see Stryker a, there. Stryker has a unique history, I think, because his, he's connected all the way from First Class as well. Cause there you his, go. His, I don't know the comic book's history, but he does feel connected. But I felt like the Stryker story where he's experimenting on mutants and stuff should be left to the imagination because then we find it later on. I don't mind that either. Or made a different, you make a different story that's here's, darker and, here's and spookier what I didn't like. and creepier. Here's what I didn't like. 
Wolverine scene. I was gonna come into that, okay, but that's fine. okay. No, no, we're, we'll, we're come fine. To that. we'll come to that in a minute. I, I okay. didn't mind the the whole going back to Alkali Lake because for me, I, I, that is just that's just Stryker's base of operations. Yeah, um, he's gonna take the mutants. He's gonna capture them. Where's he gonna take them? He's always gonna take them there because that's his base. Yeah, he can do whatever yeah. he wants there. That's yeah. you know the mutant Off the books. You know, it's I yeah, agree exactly. with you. Um, I know what you mean. That's logical, but this is apocalypse. And this whole sequence, I'm sorry, I think we could have taken that out, put in a different sequence that has more to do with Apocalypse and a different story that we could have, that, that could have been thought up instead of retreading X-Men 2 again. It's fair enough. I think it's a fair point, but yeah. I don't mind. And I didn't yeah. really like how the base looked like. It's just kind really? Of, here's the thing. And okay. it just felt like it's like made the story kind of stand still, bar uh, the characters mm. you know interacting and developing a little bit more okay luke mm. do you have anything to say and then we'll go on to Wolvie. We'll be... <laughs> um yeah go no other, other than just what i was meaning earlier that it, it kind of gave more um it gave uh gene uh kind of more to do because you know she was that obviously there to block mines and and obviously you know, using nightcrawler to get in and out of places and yep. um and stuff so i, I liked I, again i think that's probably why i liked it so much just because i like the team dynamic of um of 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 watching yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense out. like yeah you can see them coming in you know becoming a team more and yeah. mm-hmm. you know this is sort of like a testing ground for them and stuff mm-hmm. and we have some nice uh quips by you know quicksilver which i liked mm-hmm. uh that was that was fun that was fun stuff and then they bump into this big cage. Okay. All mm. right. They go into this big cage. And I so was telling, and it, like when they get to Alkali Lake again, and I told Jake, like, oh, are we going to see some Wolverine action going on? Because I had no idea mm. whatsoever that Hugh Jackman would even be in this film. See, and I, I, thought, I knew wow, he was going to be in a movie it. Without Wolverine. Not even Hugh Jackman. No cameo, nothing. This is going to be great. I was uh, very interested to not have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he's he's in every X-Men movie, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, and, I knew he was going to be like, in it and he was featured in the trailer as well. He was? Yeah, there was a oh, scene. The very last trailer, the trailer, there's a scene where you just see an arm and claws racing towards oh, guys, and guys with guns. All right. Well, I didn't see that. So, so I, I really thought that, Yeah. sorry, I, I just wanted to say that in that cage, I was thinking, okay, it sounds like Wolverine, like like Hugh Jackman mm. going, yeah, it did. right? And I thought, okay, uh, that's interesting, but, uh, and I'm thinking, I didn't hear anything about Hugh Jackman being in this movie, so it's probably not him, it's probably just going to be in the cage, you know, we just it's just a little hint at, oh, it's Weapon X, you know, it's Wolverine. Yeah. And I thought, that's it, they're going to go away. Yeah. And to be honest... I would have preferred that. Okay, here, here's what I think. I always liked Logan's backstory, especially in X2, where we mm-hmm. get those flashbacks of the Killzone guys. The Killzone you know, guys. My favorite guys, the Killzone guys, because this cre- is scary, green, misty, terrible... Yeah, with those gas masks. Terrible history, Wolverine being experimented on half of it's left to your imagination, half of it's on screen... And it was great because Wolverine, you know, there's a shot. It was X2 where he comes out naked with the, mm-hmm. the, yes. the you know, with his claws and oh, yeah, screaming, he's too bad. bloody. And it's like, you know, that was Wolverine's yes. worst moment, right? Eh. I always liked that. And so whenever they try to recreate that in any X-Men film again, it always ends up being done badly. Not as good. No, because of that, it's supposed to be kind of mystical and stuff like that. Like, like, uh, like in, dreamy. in X-Men Origins, Wolverine. It's, it's not that mystical. It's I mean, McDonald's. Like, I, I no, I, I know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to prop it up so much. But I'm just saying that I like that how they played it out in the older films, where it's like you leave kind of some of it to your imagination, and 
It's not yeah. super relevant to know all the details. Yeah. Um, and so we have this. It's like really like coincidentally Wolverine's in a box, you know, and he's like, you know, he comes out and he, he, and has, he has the Doctor Who equipment. Well, to be fair, that that is in the comic and Luke will tell you that it is in the comic. That's, that head that's device. Why, I don't think it fits. It. I don't what... like it because it's like he has to be there and he just like runs around and I get it, but it doesn't work in the movie. Like you I, said, the I, pacing drops the pacing. It's like we have to have Wolverine here. He runs around in this equipment and stuff and it's just like, didn't need to be there. I have to Wolverine agree. To I have to, and he should have been naked. Why not? Like the old ways. And bloody. Yeah, and bloody. There you go. Well, I guess... I, like, oh, no. I see what you're saying, but what I guess in my head, I'm thinking the scenes, the flashback scenes that he's remembering aren't necessarily in chronological order. True. You know, um, True. either. So yep. when he's thinking, when he's busting out, you know, we don't really know, we don't really know what's happening during those scenes. We don't know... For if sure. he's captured again or, or any of that kind of stuff. We just know that he wakes up, has the claws, you know, and blah, 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 blah. Um, but from being a huge fan of the Weapon X comic and, and okay. actually, uh, you know, that was the fiercest we've probably seen Wolverine. That was bloody and sure. quite scary and fierce. And True. that's what I liked. And I, for me, I kind of feel like that is, you got to remember, he's only got one more film and then he's done. Um, and I kind of feel like this was one last chance to throw Wolverine in with the with the rest of the X Men, but actually make him that kind of show that berserk rage that he that he has. And I think sure. really doing their best because obviously Wolverine Origins was was shit. Um, you know we no, don't of course really, it was. we don't see Weapon X at all. Um, we don't see what we should have seen um, in that film. Right. And I also kind of feel like, as a fan of the series, you know, we kind of need... I, I wanted something, basically, for myself. I wanted that. Um, and the fact that there was that couple of moments where he's in the Weapon X getup, he's slicing and dicing, um, and, you know, blood splats, <laughs> you know, splatting yeah, yeah, on yeah. the wall. Um, yeah. It just, for me, I was like... I'm happy. I've finally seen. <laughs> I've finally seen a proper Weapon X. It might be for ten okay. seconds. That makes sense. But All I right. finally see it, and I'm happy with it. Um, and you know, sure, I was a bit kind of wavy on the bit when you know Gene stops him um, yeah. and yeah. throws some and throws some memories back into his mind. Um, that aside, but that's the only bit that I'm kind of like, eh, could have done without that bit. But you know, I did like the end when Scott's like. Hope we never see that guy again. <laughs> um, right, right, right. You know, I don't know. Yeah. For me, well, I mean, I, just, yeah, I, I, get your, I get what you're saying for sure. I totally understand what you mean. What, what, I agree what you're with you, Phil, though. There could, they could have me, easily it's done just, another it's story like, it's just, and, and taken yeah, we're, elsewhere. We're stopping, but, yeah, we're, we're stopping the, 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 this, this story to give, you know, yeah. to do the Wolverine thing for some reason. And uh, I felt like um, uh, it's making the world smaller as well. In a way, because well, it's, it's always that fine line when you're connecting movies. You don't want to connect too many of the stories, uh, backstories, timeline wise, and things like that. So if you can avoid that, sometimes it's sometimes better. True, but we do know we do know that it was the '80s when the Weapon X thing was happening, even in the main films. And you also remember in Wolverine Origins, there is that stupid scene where. Scott, all the fucking mutants. Oh crap! Are, that's right. Are in the are in the base, and Xavier comes and saves them. Um, you know, so again, you know, this Wolverine to me comes is in kind of like, yeah, no, no, 
Yeah, yeah. In Wolverine, X Men Origins, Wolverine. Remember, he busts out all these wol- wol- Wolverines. He busts out all these mutants out of the cages, and one yeah, of them is that, Scott. But... Oh, okay. And, and again, then, and then Xavier is there and going, "Hello, this way, go left." Um, but yeah, no, I kind of feel like this was again. It's like it's you know a fraction of the time of Wolverine Origins, yet it's immensely better, and even takes some of the same ideas, but still makes it more interesting. You know, i.e., busting people out and being there to kind of save Scott. You know, uh, yeah, as, right. as a kid, you know, and and it kind right. of, in a way, keeps. It's kind of like yeah, we're kind of in a way nodding at that continuity um, and and right. saying that might have happened in another universe, and now it's happening this way. Um, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 think, I, yeah, yeah, I think whatever. we covered that. I think we, we covered, covered this pretty yeah. well. Area. Uh, so what happens after that? Well, uh, the big apocalypse happens. Big apocalypse. Mm. He makes this giant pyramid. I remember what happened. Oh yeah, apocalypse like basically just, he destroys like, all of Cairo. Yeah, yeah. And makes this huge thing, this big pyramid, and he's ready yeah. to fuse himself with uh, Xavier. Xavier. Yes, I liked. I liked that Xavier and the X Men come in to stop him. I liked that Xavier was like with Beast, and Beast, you know, always wanting to get a jet. And, yep. then they, and then they, look, flight suits. Yeah, yeah, the flight suits. <laughs> yes, convenient flight suits. I like that, Ex- that Xavier was, you know, he was keeping his cool. Yeah, I mm, like that good. because it was very professional. I think McAvoy and Fassman or Fassie. Oh yeah, they they both pretty much did a good yep. job. Yep. Yeah, I think they it's did. cool because you know, very very professor like. He's not, you know, end of the world is possibly near, but he's just like, am I going to have to be part of this madness? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not. He's not <laughs> and like, what's oh, my role in all this? Which is which is <laughs> yeah. also which is also part. Which is also what was good if this was a more, in my opinion, if it was a more, if a more bigger and scarier apocalypse, which I would have liked, you know, like with yeah. stature and voice and big and stuff like that, that kind of attitude would have helped show that the apocalypse wasn't so, mm-hmm. and it works in this movie too. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying my scale, preference scale wise, yeah. you know, my preference for how you would uh, uh, present yeah. apocalypse. Never mind. Forget yeah. it. Just Execute. let's keep going. Yeah. Big action scene happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So Magneto is doing his massive poles from Earth from yes, one side of the Earth to doing, the other. He's mm-hmm. doing the, the the big thing, destroying the world. Uh, the ship comes out from the from under the ocean mm-hmm. wreck and all that kind of action. Uh, Pretty yeah, nuts. Uh, Apocalypse has to do his mind mm-hmm. transfer. Mm-hmm. I never quite figured out what he wanted to do. I guess he wanted to turn. Yeah, he's going to know. He's himself. just if, yeah, he's just going to transfer his. Like, if, he's yeah, basically, get, if he has Xavier's power. He's now found the one yes. who can allow him to control everyone. No, I got that. That makes him kind of. That's 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 our story, it's man. True. It's the true. Shadow King. It's true. Is the best. I loved it. I told Jacob, and he's like, and we're like, woo. Yeah. I know. That's cool. It is basically our Shadow. Cool. It is basically X Men Apocalypse is our Shadow King story, just with Apocalypse. And the funny, yeah, yeah. And the funniest thing is that I thought that 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 little storyline with uh, Shadow King wanting to control everyone was a little bit too corny. So yeah, props true. to me. Just <laughs> patting myself on the back here. Going, all right. So yeah, did he so, want the whole world just to be himself? Something like that. It was scary. Yeah. I, it's I thought not, it was good. not that he yeah. wants the world to be himself. He just, he's, he's, got a, he's got a God complex, doesn't he? He thinks he yeah. is a God, but he's not. Um, yeah. And so what he wants is he wants to control everything but of course you know what we don't ever realize is what happens when that person does control everything then it becomes he's he's you know there's nothing left to do um yeah, apart, from yeah, just, yeah. apart from just be worshipped um and he's yeah. probably that egotistical that he'd probably be okay with that yeah. um I mean, yeah but um yeah i i i thought the um you know i i liked that 
for example, the Quicksilver bit during the kind of the end there was, you know, he's really oh, yeah. he's really struggling because he's he's going to find Magneto because he wants to be like, I'm your son, you dick. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, in my written review, um, and I talked about this with Janice as well. Um, she was actually like, you know, the film really could have gone super cheesy. Man, that's what I was doing. I told, I actually told Jacob, okay, so, um, what's his name? Uh, Apocalypse is going to threaten Quicksilver, mm. and then Magneto's going to be like, wait, he's my son. Mm. No! Yeah. That's yeah. How I want to say. And, By the way, Magneto is pretty much Vegeta. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess he is a bit. All right, go on. And, well, I, I, I really like the fact that, you know, when he's like, you know, when there's that scene and, and you know, Quicksilver and Mystique are trying to speak to Magneto, um, and there's that bit yeah, he, I was, he wants yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's about to say, mm-hmm. I'm your son. And then he's just like, I'm here to save my family. It's like, oh, yeah, my God, thank goodness. Well. Thank goodness they, they didn't well. go with, the you know, I'm your son, cheesy, boo-hoo-hoo, yeah. kind of, you know, heartstrings pull. Um, and went that route because it just, I don't know. I think it works so much better. And I think it was more, yeah, I think it was more, there's more impact. There's more heart there actually by, by taking it that way. Um, and I like the fact, again, it's kind of showing that, you know, Quicksilver is maturing instead of being selfish and being like, I'm doing this because you're, you know, I want to say that I'm your son and you're an asshole. It's more like Quicksilver starting to get the bigger concept of, of the world. He's like, Oh, there's, there's more to this than just, than just him. Yeah. Yeah, then, then no, just this is one of my favorite um, elements and parts of this movie in particular, but also the X Men series. Mm. Is that what's great is this scene in particular. You know, my favorite part is that the characters in these movies they change mm-hmm. and uh, they're not static and they're not um, stereotypical. Uh, you know, they change sides sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they you know don't know what they think, and you know it's very gray. And I like that because it reflects real life. You know. And it's nice because, let's say, particularly with um, uh, Mystique, for instance, right? Mm. Like, she's very different in this film, and she takes a whole different side. But if it was Rebecca Romaine, it would be so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would have been. But but it's nice because we get the... And Magneto, example, you know, he's also, you know, yeah. very... You know, he's doing mm-hmm. terrible things on one hand, and the next, the next minute he changes his mind. So I like that. I like that, that the film series has that. That's how that the comics it. do it, too. Yeah, yeah, I like that yeah, a lot yeah. because, let's say, in contrast to... I mean that happens also in the Marvel films, but I don't know. It just seems like it's here. It's very believable, and yeah. um, it just makes things more, you know, more complex. It feels like they just handle it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Obviously, during that bit, that's when you get some of the best Psylocke and Angel scenes because they're just there to fight and look cool. Yeah. So it's like, yep, cool, whatevs. Um, actually, right. I, I will fighting say, beast. even fighting wise. Psylocke had more personality from her fights than than Angel did as well. Actually, I completely yeah. forgot Angel. Yeah, he was he was really weak. I don't know if it's because he's a uh, an actor in a soap opera here in the here in here in the UK. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's um, he's in a really really bad like uh, soap Enders. opera. I know it is. Oh I think, yeah, I, I forgot. Think, I think it is EastEnders actually. Um, <laughs> I forgot that Barry from EastEnders. I, I forgot that Angel got a little haircut. Apocalypse oh, gave him a little a little, little bit of a trim. Yeah. Bit of a shave on the side. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, they go and uh, they save Xavier. Yes, and he turns yeah. bald. Yes, That's right. We get our bald boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get to the ending. 
final battle between uh, Xavier and Apocalypse. Yes, can yes. I just I liked, say it was cool. Yes, Luke, they, say it. Okay, we. Go. I was. I mean, they finally have a battle in the astral plane. Yes, which is exactly exactly what we had in mind for our story. The ending would be a battle with Xavier, the Shadow King, and Psylocke. Psylocke. Except this time, it's Xavier. Um, Apocalypse, and then Jean Grey, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> my god!" Like, yeah, I was happy. I was so happy. I, and That's awesome. I love. I was proud. Actually, proud I of liked, myself. I liked how they kind of made this, made the the the, the astral plane. I liked how they yeah, started to build the sure. house sure, around man. them, and and you know that bit when when you know Xavier is genuinely struggling, um, and I think this that scene, that last scene, you get a really good idea of apocalypse's kind of just basic power where he's like, he can fight in the astral plane. He can also fight in the real world. Um, and you kind oh, of, Oh yeah, think, that's right. That you, was good. And, I like and you that. Kind that's of think, how it crap, should be. This yeah. guy is actually, he is actually pretty powerful and is going to take a lot to stop him. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I actually don't think the X-Men have it in them right now. Um, and, and then that bit when Jean comes out of the X store and she's like, here I am, yo. Um, and, they kind of begin that final assault on him. The well, Phoenix but, but thing. Before you get to that, I want to say there was a awesome. detail I enjoyed that they did at the beginning of the battle in the Astro Plane with Xavier and Apocalypse. Mm. It was nice that Xavier didn't like pull a punch immediately, mm. but he went and grabbed his head and was like, "This a mental." Yeah, I like cool. that because I was like, "Please don't punch him!" Like the yeah. first thing you do, because mm-hmm. that's so typical. Where it's just like we're in this astral plane now, time for boxing. It's like no, no, yeah. no. I yeah. did. I didn't really like it when when he starts punching him. When Quicksilver starts punching Apocalypse, oh. I did. I was alright with it. All right, I mean, cool. You, you see it That's coming, probably a you see it coming that Whatever. what's going to yeah. happen is that he obviously is not powerful enough. But yeah, okay. in Astro Plane, uh, it's good they didn't start with a punch. I thought they were going to go sword fighting. Well, who? Because in because <laughs> Shadow King and Xavier do a little mental sword battle in the Astro Plane. They're oh, really? Fencing. To, well, that's not like their images. It's like 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 like. Like, like some knights actually fighting for oh. whatever it doesn't matter. Okay. I was expecting anyway, a little callback to, let's to get the Let's get to the final battle because yeah. this is cool. Mm-hmm. So we have oh, all the, we have all these characters come in. Magneto, right? He's realizing, you know what? I'm gonna try and he to makes stop a big X. Process. Yes, they I love the X. X. I was like, yes. I like the X. I like the say. X. Yep. And he's taking all his gravitational molten rock. No, it's just rocks. Uh, at Apocalypse, we have who else? Uh, Storm is helping it. No, not yet. Yes, not yet. No. Not yet. Still Magneto and the rest of the guys and girls. But we realize it's not enough. It's not enough. Mm-mm. And here we have Xavier, you know, almost completely defeated. Mm-hmm. Calls out to Jean. Yeah. The Jean. only person, which is cool because I know you guys told me all the time. <clears throat> sorry about that. Sounds you like you guys told cry. me. I know, yeah. You guys told me all the time about Jean being the most powerful mutant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or one of the most powerful mutants. But I think. Yeah. I mean, the most powerful mutant, pretty much, right? After the most powerful kind of telepathic mutant, yeah. I mean, she's okay. Yeah, and I always thought, like, yeah, I mean, that's true, but we never got to see any of that stuff, and mm. obviously, we know X Men Three and things like that. Um, but uh, it was cool that we finally get to see an actual, legitimate uh, reveal power. of her powers. Yeah, yeah display yeah. powers. Well, yeah, X Men Two didn't do it that much. It was, no, X Men Two was like getting you ready, and X Men Three should have been amazing. But then Brett Ratner kind of screwed the pooch on that. No, one. no, no. X Men Two, 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 two. When she saves the plane. Yeah, that a was bit. a hint at the. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was a hint. 
And that was a very subtle hint because remember, at the end they have the the shadow. Uh, yeah. The shadow. X Men Three should have been the yeah. the big kind of yeah, yeah. brouhaha. No, but it was seven. great. I really liked that scene at the end. I have mm. to say, from like movies I've seen in the past years, this was an actually cool, you know, ending. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. Actual, when she's like, like walking, yes, like please, and then she's suddenly know, walking on the air, it. and you're yeah, like, I love that part, and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah, and then because it and, felt it felt like really legitimate. It felt like she is really you know, and they they, they 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 put her in the film lo- enough and built it yes, up enough yes. for you. She to wasn't just a token it. like save the day. No, she was actually there, no. and you knew her as a character so far in the film. Yeah, and you finally get to see yeah. see this. So it was cool. But she I basically serves as our version of Psylocke. It was more. Sorry, what? Sorry, I said she there. basically serves as our version of Psylocke. Oh, pretty yeah? much. Yeah. Well, okay. in ours, Psylocke was more. Uh, Someone who was like at the end. This is how I was imagining it. That in the end she finds a weak spot or something like that. Yeah. She wasn't kind of like she wasn't like like uh, Jean Grey, uh, Phoenix, who would just explode in power because Psylocke mm. doesn't have that. But she does something mm-hmm. that stops the Shadow King in our movie. Yeah. And of course, like in our movie, Psylocke has a completely different character than she does in this one. Yeah. In ours, she would be kind of like Rogue, where she would be younger and she would be more vulnerable and mm. just learning mm-hmm. and being very aggressive and hot-headed at the same time. Yeah. And then coming to terms with that in our film. So anyway, that was just yeah. a little detour. Yeah. But anyway, I thought it was great. I, I did as well. When that... she's like fully fledged, like I was actually surprised that they went full on Phoenix with her. Actually, I didn't think they were yeah, going to do really that. I was really glad because, but... like I said, I just didn't understand like the whole Phoenix thing. It never really was like appealing to me. But when it came up in the film, I was like, okay, you know, this this makes a lot of sense. Mm. Who else is going to beat Apocalypse? Yeah, and it was cool because it tied it in there. It was like, oh, cool, really yeah. powerful mutant. You know? Exactly. But again, I, I loved I, it. I, I stand, I stand, it. Yeah, I, I was going to say also like that. Like obviously, you have that. Storm finally has her revelation um, just True. a few minutes prior when when Apocalypse is, is choking Mystique, which I was actually okay with. Um, oh, yeah, that was, I was okay with too. Um, you sure. know, when she kind of sees, oh, my God, this guy Apocalypse is supposed to be on my side, but he and he knows that, that Mystique is a good person, yet Mystique is actually trying to defeat him. You can see that struggle that she's suddenly faced with, Um and I like the fact that, you know, yeah, that last bit when she kind of starts throwing down the lightning on him as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just when he's about to regain some power and teleport away. Um, I just thought, yeah, it was just so good to see them all come together. Because never really seen, I don't think yeah. we've properly seen the X-Men all come together in that kind of focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd never do um, that. By the way, it was also nice that, again, you know, utilizing the characters enough, Nightcrawler had also a moment where he had to save everyone in the plane. Yeah. Yes. Again, like, you know, legitimate, like, he actually was, Mm -hmm. had a role to play and not just, you know, whatever, throw away. Yes. So anyway, Apocalypse gets killed. He's destroyed. Done for him. Literally. Thanks, Phoenix. Flesh. But then I I have to say, sorry, I know you might disagree with me, Luke, but... In the vein of me not liking teasing other stuff very broadly, mm. uh, I like or obviously I didn't really like it when Apocalypse was like it was revealed. Oh. Yeah, what is that by the way? Can Phoenix. That's like oh. setting up the Phoenix Dark Phoenix saga and stuff. Oh, right, Luke. That's potentially exactly what it is. Potentially, I, I mean, that's kind of what you're assuming. Will yeah. they do I that? Like I don't know. Just... It, it, that could have just been that could literally be an off off the cuff reference to something that we might not ever see on the big screen again. Um, yeah. And if we do, it should probably be three films from now, 
to be honest. Um, it shouldn't be in the next film. We really shouldn't see a, a Phoenix story in film uh, in the new trilogy, I guess. Because we need we need a small film. Yeah, um, probably yeah. we do. I like the and I, and I, yeah, I feel like definitely a film with less epic endings. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean the first, these last two films have been so epic and grand. Um, I kind of feel like the next one will hopefully be a bit quieter. And it's funny, though, because, like, you know, a great example, again, X2. Mm. X2 isn't, like, the most epic movie. No. It's a great film. You know what I mean? And and the plots in there are intense, but, you know, the ending takes place at, like, a dam. You know? It's like, why not? It doesn't have to be this giant solar systematic. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So what happens at the end? I forget. So then we have the... Oh, yeah, at the end, I think... go on. The epilogue is... um, they rebuild. They rebuild. Okay. They, yeah. Let's yeah talk about okay. That. Uh, Magneto and Jean are rebuilding the mansion. Mm-hmm. My only question is, I don't think any of those two people have had any extensive experience <laughs> in shut architecture. Up. Just shut <laughs> up. It's just part of it. Just shut up. And I was. It's I was, like <laughs> and when they complete the the mansion. It's like two seconds later. Just crumbles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, I, like I wish they could just zoom, like like turn around, and you could see a really crappy mansion because they don't really know how to put everything together very well. And, but you know, um, it's okay, it's fine. I don't care as much, but I will that was say, not a like, problem. That's I, fun. you know, it is a bit tying it up, maybe too much. They could have left it destroyed. I'm like, what should we do? We should rebuild. It. Oh, like, uh, like, like like Batman Begins. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that because, like, you know, again, you can make it a little more realistic where it's like, oh crap, like we need to get funding or something. Yeah, you know, just make it a little bit more. It's time for the TV series X Men. Yeah. Get some jobs. So, mm. or they could have been in a different, like, temporary location or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But that's okay. Everything's but it's fine. Everything's cool yeah. in the hood. It ends well. And I like uh, the final conversation with. Um, Xavier and Magneto. Oh, I did nice. as well. I, oh my god! No, I didn't what are you talking all. about? The nice hint to the old films. I didn't the like classic it. Classic conversation. I'm sorry, I didn't because like it because it set up their it. relationship, and it's great because like you go, wow, fifty years later they're talking about the same thing. That's great because those are the two positions. To me, it just felt like a like a bit of a like. No, I think it was good. Like, no. a, like just too obvious of a like. Good. No, see, I, when he I started saying it. that, I'm like, I, I feel a great sweat of pity for that poor soul. Is the the first class trilogy, yeah, has completely reestablished and reworked the the Xavier, uh, Eric relationship. Yeah, like, and you know before, you know they've always they before there was some sort of schism that drove those two to separate completely separate paths. Now, because of Days of Future Past, they're kind of more in line with each other. So, what took Eric? what 50 years to realize has now, you know, been pushed, oh, you know, pushed up quite, quite, you know, a lot sooner in his timeline. And same thing with Xavier, you know, he's like, no, actually, if anyone comes to my school, they're going to bloody yeah. regret it now because you know what? That's yeah. Good, I am going to try. Yeah. That, that's a conclusion to his laid back hippie mentality at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It's true. I, Makes I, sense. I no, think it actually ties up the first class series way. nicely and finally says, yep, first class is done. We finally have the X-Men. Um, we can go. recast Mystique. I like that way of looking at it because I still have trouble remembering this as the alternate timeline. So I tend to still like connect stuff with the older yeah. films. But yeah, yes, okay, I agree. Either way you look now, at it, now that now that you mentioned it, okay, I don't, 
hate it as much, but I still, I still it, felt Philip, like, Philip, think about cause, it. Cause what, cause what, what, but what not, Michael, it's not, it's not a throwaway. It's like, it actually works. It I, connects. I know. Yeah, but, what Michael Fe- but my only problem was Michael Fassbender saying, I mean, Magneto saying, um, what do you do if they're going to, you know, get you, get your, you Why? know, because they did in the movie, but he's talking, well, <laughs> he didn't though. What I mean, he he could have, but he didn't. They did. I mean, Stryker look, took look, all the kids. No, we can no, no, no. Stryker only took a couple. Stryker only. He didn't take all. He took four. Whatever. No, listen, Philip. Magneto is talking about global governmental scale. Yeah, like the United States government. Yeah, yeah which this, this leads to civil film. war. Yeah, but he's talking about an actual fundamental change in the laws of the country. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, it's a Whatever. pivotal conversation for those two characters because yeah. that was such a a big thing in because at all the end of X Men One. The rights of mutants and the relationship between mutants. I agree in that context, but I just felt like it felt like I don't know. Never mind. I'm losing here. Okay, and then finally, (laughs) you guys probably don't like this. I don't mind. I like the ending with uh, Mystique leading the X Men. No, Mystique, the character leading the X Men is great. Yeah, because she does that sometimes. I think it's cool because again, but Jennifer Lawrence destroys this Mm -hmm. because she sounds like she's Mm twelve. I can't. I can't. X-Men. You're X-Men now. Okay, let me put it this way then. Character-wise, conceptually, Man, if it was Rebecca Romaine, how cool would that be? I'd be like, yeah! yeah. That's true. Mm, that's true. I, I would have She'd be well. like, you're X-Men. And then she would have that dual voice thing going on. That is awesome. true, that is true. And then Can't the Sentinels come in. Yeah, I agree. I think it's an ending that I would have liked to have liked under different circumstances. Um Sure. I just, I just couldn't. I, when she was sitting there giving her speech again, I'm just like, I'm so sick of listening to you, Jennifer Lawrence, give your damn speeches. I don't, Thank you. I don't want to listen to your yeah. speeches. Just shut up. Yeah. Um, but at the yeah. same time, th- there was such a cool atmosphere with you know, bald Xavier in the in the background looking in, Beast on the oh, story wise, it's and cool, then, right? Because like we went through this whole film, yeah. and these characters changed, and it's just you know, it's you know, more complex than mm-hmm. just some boring ending or something yeah uh and then they then i bet they're gonna tell you the ending we, we want to do a godfather ending where the door's closed by the way i called that ending i remember when i saw the trailer it's fine it's good but I it's just it like a godfather mm. really godfather ends like that that's uh, his um al pacino uh, the new don Ray corleone no, his wife good. looks on and sees what he's become in the door closes. oh yeah that's right i remember that that's true you think so? I oh, yeah. yeah I, oh, overall, yeah. The, the ending was really fun, apart from Mystique just anyway, being annoying. Yeah. Or Jennifer Lawrence. For me, being this is yeah. this is officially number three best. Yes, the third best one. Yeah. Second one is Days of Future Pants. First one is X two. Still, I'm sorry, X two. Yeah. So then we could go. Favorite. Then third one would be um, this one, and then yes. X one, and then X one maybe. That's the funny thing. X one. X one has a more unique flavor to me, maybe just because I I saw it as a kid and I still like that feeling of how it was filmed. But yeah. maybe if I watched it again, the plot wouldn't be as. X one is good. interesting because um, as interesting the story is and it's done well. It's definitely a lot. Um, the tone is much kind of more subtle and yeah. slow paced. I mean, X two is like perfected. Yeah. X1. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. X one, and then X X X X. And then we have and then the, the post credit scene. Yeah. What, 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 oh yeah, you know about this comic okay. stuff. Go um, ahead, Luke. Dudes yeah. are in Informus. alkali, Informus. scooping up some blood, and they're like hoovering the up some blood? bullets. Hoovering up some bullets, and uh, here's some Weapon X blood. So oh, what, by the way, speaking of which, this is also stupid because in X Men: Days of Future Pants, at the end, 
Stryker is actually Mystique, and so that means that Wolverine shouldn't be Metal Wolverine in this timeline. Well, no, that was that's just inevitable going to happen. I think I don't know what they were trying to do with that, and what that was what that was meant to. Uh, I would. I thought. I thought. Well, this is going to be Wolverine is going to be a different person. He's not going to do Weapon X in this timeline. That's what I thought. Yeah, oh, well, I, I didn't. Under, I didn't really Weapon understand. X? Wolverine, Wolverine is Weapon X. But then, what's up with the new vials and stuff? Well, what they're doing is scooping up the blood, sending it to Essex, yep. mm-hmm. Essex geneticist. Corp. Who, Luke? I, you, I'll just mention it yeah. in our movie. Who's the new Weapon X? X twenty three. The one that was oh the no, one no, I know. no the female clone <laughs> they're not they don't I don't think the they're female. not leading to an X twenty three they're leading to Mister Sinister. Well, yeah, I mean SX who the, is Mister Sinister? Mr. Sinister, and he's like a super mutant. He's a, yeah, he's a geneticist. He's like a basically he's a mad scientist. So okay. like take Striker and his mad science and like magnify that by like a thousand. Okay. Yeah, and you who get are the Sinister. samples for. I thought the Weapon X blood samples were going to be cloning Wolverine for to be X twenty three. There could be an X twenty three. There easily okay. could be. I don't know if they're going to go that far with it. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but part of I think part of Sinister stuff is he's kind of got his hands in all this, all the different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't really know much about Mister Sinister, but he was in our in our story. Oh, he was. He wasn't. He was only mentioned. His uh, company was there. This is before he was an evil, crazy guy. Maybe he was underneath, mm. but his character wasn't in our film. He was just part of the world that we made the movie in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, Betsy Braddock, who is Psylocke, Psylocke's parents, yep. in the beginning of the of our film, worked for uh, Essex Corp. Worked for Essex and uh, <laughs> Trask in our film. Who uh, is making the Sentinels in our film? Yes, mm-hmm. not the one in Future Past. Um, is requesting various uh, research and stuff like that that the Essex company, our you know laboratory, was mm-hmm. doing. Yep. And so uh, Psylocke's parents were worried that this would lead to something really bad with her, with their kids who are mutants. So they make them get out of England to go to the Xavier Mansion, which starts the movie. Right, yeah. I know, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So it was quite cool. Was it was cool way, that they, yeah. even they did the whole reference to Essex. And obviously, if we're going on yeah. recent trends, if that's the if that's a tag at the end of the film, he will obviously be the villain in the in the next film, which I think mm. can be pretty, that'd be pretty cool. Because that's so, what, when we talk about having a more low-key film, he can probably that's a probably a good character to do that with. He's not going to be a a global catastrophe. He's going to be more that can be more subtle and be more kind of X two like, I suppose. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? What's going to happen next? Is this the conclusion well, just of said, the? It's not the conclusion Essex. because they've you know Essex will be next, and they've got the new mutants film coming out as well. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I don't know when that's going to be set, though. I think that'll What's the be new interesting. Mutants? The new yeah, mutants is, is a it's a it's a subdivision of 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 the X Men. Basically, it's it's a group of X Men um, who kind of have their own little team. Basically, um, I just don't know what time frame it's going to be set. Is it going to be modern day? Is it going to be um, set okay. back in the past? I have a feeling it's probably going to follow the Deadpool. Um, strain and 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 uh uh be set in a modern setting as opposed to a um a far back setting um 
and just kind of leave the X-Men to eventually catch up. I think it's probably the best, the best thing. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a nineties X-Men film. I think the, the cast have all signed up for two or three films, um, kind of thing. So, you know, we will finally see, you know, Cyclops and Jean leading the X-Men in, in a new film. Um, and hopefully it will be not hopefully, but it will likely be again Wolverine free because that's it. Wolverine free. this time for real. Mm. So final thought. All right, is, um, go for my, it. Minor technical note, and mm-hmm. I could be wrong here, but maybe because we just watched the road cut recently, but maybe the film was a little bit. It could have been edited a little tighter, perhaps. This one? Uh-huh. Yeah, they could have taken the entire Alkali-like thing and Shut changed up. it to something else. Shut okay, up. I'm Alkali <laughs> thing is fine, but let's say Wolverine, for instance. I know we talked about that, but that was an example of a little bit of sidetracking that wasn't really necessary for the core um, True. plot. So I think from what I recall, you know, because sometimes after I watch a new movie for the first time, I, I tend to think, like, it's fine, but then I watch it again, I might notice something yeah. like this. But pacing, I think was good for the most part um but there were, i think there was a few times where they might have lingered again like like the scene with quicksilver for instance was a bit long you know for what it was and things like that but yeah. that's all i can think I of uh, technically yeah i mean like we talked about there was there was moments where you could just whew, take a breather yeah there was you know it was uh, yeah it was well paced so, yeah. and uh for me as you know, I have these two big problems. Okay, what are they? I told you, like the whole alkali like thing. Yeah. In my opinion, what about like what do you think technically? And apocalypse just... is specifically is the character. Right. So we, we talked a, about a story with. stuff. What do you think? Like, because usually have technical points. Do you have any technical points for this film? Like, yeah. Um. Because I can't think of anything really. They could like apocalypse could have <laughs> could have been a different actor. Mm. <laughs> Didn't have to be Oscar Isaac to be honest. He's fine. He's okay. Yeah, it's fine. But... Like for the most part, it's okay. But it wasn't what it could be in my opinion that's mm-hmm. it all, that's all I'm saying um, technically there's some there were some green screenshots that I saw that oh yeah these are all these are all standard like these are all yeah. standard complaints and yeah. there's no we reason we can't forget some of the CG as well yeah, so, yeah that uh, was that was my thing apart from Mystique uh, there was just a couple of CG bits so I'm like ooh that could have been a little one, bit one sharper to mind, I, I, I can't help but uh, like Psylocke running Psylocke running was a bit of a and then Angel picking her up and stuff that yeah, was a bit it's like yeah. Well, I mean, I can't. That's all I can. Continue. Yeah. Other, otherwise, no. otherwise, for me, it was a decent movie, and I enjoyed it. And yeah. I thought it was the one. Uh, you know, it's on the better X Men. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I really liked. I mean, I gotta say, man, like to me, maybe it's just my mood or something, but I have to say that I, again, I really enjoy um, the X Men universe a lot more than the um, than the Marvel film universe. Um, I don't know. It's just just more interesting to me, I guess. Yep. But of course, not not to say that there aren't good Marvel films. I mean, like you know, I like Iron Man in particular. Iron Man, you know, Iron Man is definitely one of the one of the top Marvel films. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's just harder for me to get into uh, the Marvel universe after so many movies. And I guess, like we talked about already, some of the approach uh, that they take um, could be. I guess more interesting. Mm-hmm. And anyway. with that, we're, I think we're done. Think unless, we're unless you, yeah, unless, you want, unless Luke wants Luke? to have a final thought. Um, uh, I don't. I don't think so. No, I, I think like like I've said before, yeah. I think overall the film was quite fun. I think obviously some of the reviews are a bit mixed, but I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Apocalypse is going to suffer from the same thing that that 007 Spectre did. Skyfall was such an amazing film that people are going to 
you know, Days of Future Past was such an amazing film that they're automatically going to be like, oh, this film isn't that film. Um, And it's not. It's not Days of Future Past. It doesn't have that epic cast of you know ian mckellen patrick stewart hugh jackman doesn't have that you know it it, it, you know to kind of boost the attendance and the and the uh in the excitement i guess um but the film is good it's fun it's entertaining um it doesn't waste the characters um and it progresses things um in a in a Mm -hmm. nice way i think and it's also remember that Days of Future Past um, has a unique uh, storyline, which is uh, in a setup that's very, you know, different. And you know, you can say that Apocalypse has more of a traditional um, superhero plot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, but it's too bad. I hope the reception is good. I don't know. It seems like people are mixed for so for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's it's the it's the it's the Specter effect. It really yeah, is. Know, yeah. It's it's oh, the last one was so good. Sense. And so they kind of are expecting it to be so good. Mm-hmm. Like they're expecting that film. And when it's not that film, they're like, yeah. what? I wanted that film. And, you know, look, no, no X-Men films have ever been two of the same. They're all, yeah. yep. they're all quite different. They might have reoccurring themes and stuff like that. But I'd know. like to see First Class again because I completely forgot that film. I wonder how it holds up. I think it will probably do quite well. I I still like that film, and I actually really like the flashbacks from X-Men First Class because, one, you actually kind of see that McAvoy has actually aged quite a bit since First Class. Um, That's true, yeah. He's actually quite baby-faced in some of those pictures. Um, images, yeah. which which thought was quite funny. Well, Jennifer um, Lawrence obviously keeps... Hasn't changed at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> no, she hasn't. Um, but no, I think, you know... Yeah, I think First Class still holds up. I mean, and it's, if, um, yeah, if First yeah. Class still holds up, I think that's going to... That's a pretty solid trilogy, I think. I, I think so. This um, is finally... This is three solid I think X-Men it cheats films. because... I think it cheats because Days of Future Past has all the old that is true. stuff in it. That is true. That is true. Days of Future Past and is Brian- like an exception because it has, has a very different thing going for itself but yeah all right we're good i think we're good i think we covered everything um sweet that's it so for everyone else days of future past opens what this weekend may right? 25th or next weekend or something, or something like that um we're pretty early yeah we are early so yeah don't spoil the movie by listening to this <laughs> yeah Go, wait a second why am i saying that now <laughs> the person gets to the end oh whoops <laughs> yeah perfect Jacob. we always do this we're such idiots okay thanks Luke for being here yeah thanks and, man uh, sharing your thoughts once again even after you wrote a review I know now I can well it's already written I just need to hit send so how much did you say sorry I didn't re- read your review yet how much did you say that you said in your review everything or parts of it um sorry say it again how much did you like repeat from your review oh. in the conversation uh, bits probably little bits of everything because okay. we, we kind of talk about uh, every everything that i talk about true, really true, true. um cool. so there'll be there'll be some crossover but i suppose Nuggets. it'll be for people who there'll be people who probably won't listen to the podcast sorry um that will probably read the review yep. and vice versa so yay sure. i'm subjecting everyone to my opinions hooray <laughs> awesome well i was doing that this whole time <laughs> oh but no i think right. thanks luke good times though Good times. Well, I think we're good to go. Okay. So. See you later. Time. Cool. See you, I'll send it to you in a second. I'll send this thing in a, in a, in a minute. Send it over. Hi, hi, Captain. Bye bye. See you. X Men.
One, two, whoa, my goodness. Jacob, I cannot see I what I think I believe. You don't even want to take effort into looking. I'm sorry. Is it there? And I trusted you. And I confirmed, no, it's not here. I see nothing. But, but I didn't even confirm I'm going to look for it, though. Why would I look for it? Okay. On. Testing. I cannot see what I think I believe. Do some audio. Whoa, let's do some more audio tests. I okay, do some tests now. I'm doing a test. My test is pretty qual. Pretty qual indeed. Alright, let's test it out. Kermit? Nope, not Kermit. Well, nope. maybe I am. Maybe I am. I cannot see what I think I believe. You cannot see what you think you believe. Alrighty. I think we're good audio-wise. So now, if we just tell Luke... Oh, this is a spoiler. We should tell him to uh, immediately start recording when he calls. Mm -hmm. I'll tell him that. The post-podcast section. There, there is no post-podcast oh, okay. section. <laughs> you want one? No. Hey, welcome. I'm glad you welcome got to... Welcome to the post-podcast section. Well, I think we can talk about Ant-Man. <laughs> or we can talk about art films. Let's talk about art films. Art films? Oh, I know. The Criterion Collection has a streaming service. That's cool. And they have bonus features, evidently. That's because they know what they're talking about. Maybe other companies will have bonus features. Netflix Deluxe. Hey, by the way, for everyone out there... Viewership who, viewership percentage yeah. on, on Netflix bonus features, 0.2%. Yep. That's mean. They cancel it. And, and uh, for anyone out no, there who is watching podcast. the Star Wars uh, Force Awakens documentaries, they're crap. They're fluff. They're fluff. They are fluff. They're crap the fluff. I hate them. I hate them! Even the ones for episodes two, 1, 2, and 3 were better. Especially episode 1 had the pillar of what I consider one of my favorite types of documentaries. Nothing, just working and filming and telling a story Why just through the images. Why can't they the have those style documentaries anymore? I don't know. I just really didn't like the Should episode 7 them? stuff. I really didn't like it, and uh, that's why I'm not buying the Blu-ray. And that concludes the podcast. That concludes it. All right, see you, everyone. Bye.